Welcome back to the show. It's Road Dog and Casio, and you're listening to. Oh, you didn't know. You better ask somebody. The D O Double G and Casio. We get rowdy, rowdy, mm, rowdy. Oh, hey, I didn't realize how much I look like a, a polar bear in certain communities, and <laughs> and I also. Um, like, man, you, I'm, I, my hair is white. Like it's, you went black shirt today and it's really, yeah, and it's really highlighting. Up. Yeah. I like it. I think it's, I think I'm are, distinguishedly stupid. Are you, are you, <laughs> are you purposely doing those little black no, stripes? No, no, right no. There? And you know, what's funny is Sean and Hunter asked me that <laughs> when the last time I had a beard, it's just that way. Like it's totally you got like a Hollywood Hogan reverse, reverse. Man, I got a reverse Hogan and or no, is it? Yeah, it was a reverse hoe. Yeah. It was it was a rev hoe, and so <laughs> <laughs> rev hoe. I like to go as far as you can go with a joke, and then kick it, Sparta, Sparta <laughs> kick yeah. off the okay. off the edge, off the cliff. This is Sparta. Um, I got a question for you. Speaking okay. of kicking, okay, because I don't know uh, where we're going. Would you rather have unlimited tacos for the rest of your life or unlimited pizza? I'm mm. gonna say pizza. I, it's a close okay. one, but I like pizza. I'm craving pizza right now. Um, I don't know when this airs, but uh, Pizza Hut just came out with the new. Basically, it's a papadilla, like Papa the John's melts? does with the yeah with the fernum. Have you had and, them? Uh, the safest way. I haven't tried it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try it uh, asap. <laughs> I said some words in there that nobody understands, but Nick Patrick. Uh, you said fernum, which I'm googling. <laughs> Don't, don't Google Burnham. Well, I don't know what you'll find. It's interesting if you Google it. Burnham. But but we're trying to have it's a podcast, gums. and you're playing with your Googler. Oh, now that's Freenum. Your Freenum is in your mouth. That's oh, a soft yeah. tissue. Yeah. But you said Furnum. Furnum. Furnum is an old wrestling Everyone word. Everyone tweet like, us at you didn't know pod and tell us what a Furnum is. <laughs> it's not. It's an old wrestling word. And they would go right there. Hit me with the Furnum. What is the Furnum? It's like gimmick now. Furnum used to be gimmick in the, in the South, like my dad. So it's whatever say. your move is, that's your Furnum? <laughs> yeah, it's with the Furnum or the gimmick. Like, you know, give me that gimmick. Pass me the gimmick. Okay. Yeah, gimmick can mean everything. Gimmick's like Smurf. Uh, okay. And in the South, back in the Dizzy, it was Furnum. Well, you know, um, do you remember when Fergal McDivitt shaved, shaved his beard and came <laughs> yes. back as Furnum McDivitt, his brother? Yes. Kind of like the so Elias? Funny. It was, that's where they got the storyline from. Was yeah. that in, uh, yeah, in Furnum. D- DWC? By uh, the way, Fergal McDivitt shirts now available, fit, dog. Fit Fergal McDivitt shirts are a real thing. <laughs> and if you don't have yours, I just I don't know what we're talking. I don't know what you uh, were what still are you talking doing? for. Yeah, what are you doing? What are question. you skank? Are you a skank? And no, no, Steve Kaufman. Fernum is not the same, and Steve is our uh, is our producer. He's, he's the vice president of vices and presidents. Oh, I like and, that. Uh, he's the executive vice president of executives and vice presidents. Um, but he asked if Fernum was the same as an Iggy, and I don't think so. I think the Iggy is kind of when you let somebody know in the wrestling world, like. You give me the Iggy, you smart me up. You're, or in a match, you could say you gave me the Iggy. Like sometimes, uh, this is way inside baseball, but, but like you, you take the arm bar and then you just squeeze the guy's hand. And that means, hey, reverse it. And so this could be called giving him the Iggy. Um, so, so, yeah. So Iggy is is one thing. is almost like a... Um, alert or a notification <laughs> if i if if i may um and then a fernum is just like a 
anything. Like Isn't I, that your bone right here on your chest? That's your sternum. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I thought if the you, sternum was attached. To the no, no, no. It's that's to your perineum, I think. Oh, I thought I thought Marilyn Manson had a a sternum removed so he could party. He did. He did. He had. A, <laughs> he <did>. uh, <laughs> I have no idea who what. Marilyn, you're talking. You're speaking All right, look, Marilyn Manson. Oh, oh, bless his heart. He is yeah. ugly as the day is long. <laughs> yeah. He fell out of an ugly tree and bounced off every branch. Bless his yeah, heart. Yeah, he did. All right, we. Uh, it's not like I'm some fine specimen. Say, look at us <laughs> calling somebody ugly. What the way that is? We gag a maggot on a meat wagon. We're in wagon. a glass mansion throwing rocks right now. <laughs> We are in the glass. Oh, Lord. Mansion, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're not. He got canceled. We're you good. You know he... Oh, did he? Yeah, he got canceled. Oh, yeah, screw you. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Him. He's ugly. Keep, you can keep listening. Yeah, <laughs> he can keep listening, but we're still going to call him ugly. <laughs> okay, good. All right, this week, dog, he we're talking like about... homemade sin. <laughs> That's what homemade sin looks like. With butter on it. <laughs> he has a lot of butter. <laughs> Real butter, like the lard. Uh, you know what I mean? Like full bone. Yeah. Uh, we are, uh, we're talking about Survivor Series 2017 and the run up to it as Whoa. that's just five years ago, dog. Does it, it feel that long ago? ago? I was, uh, no, it feels like 305 years ago. Uh, what was your role five years ago? Survivor Series 2017? I was 2017. The lead, lead writer of, of SmackDown. Okay. So I was, I was in the mix. Uh, and that's, the, don't show it again, but those are the new. Uh, oh, you didn't know koozies that are for sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. I wasn't supposed to sneak peek it like says, that. It says Cole Swindell, but what? <laughs> no. Holiday Inn Resort. Pen oh, my bad. Beach. my bad. My yeah. bad. Look, yeah, I didn't. Hey, I ain't. But it uh, looks like I'm the not, Oh, you didn't know. I'm not a doctor, but I uh, I stayed at Holiday Inn <laughs> last night. Um, yeah, no, I knew I knew it wasn't a plug. So we, yeah, I was the lead writer um, of SmackDown, and this was. Look, this was a crazy time, uh, and things, uh, the times they were a-changing, and so we're going to get into some of that here, and I'm excited to talk about it. Well, the original bill for this show was to have Raw's champion Brock Lesnar take on the SmackDown champion Jinder Mahal, plus mm -hmm. five of Raw's men taking on five of SmackDown's men, and five of Raw's women taking on five of SmackDown's women. This should mean something when the two brands don't mix all that much, right? Back yeah. then, it yeah. was a big deal. Yeah, it was. And, and look, it was a big deal because of the, that fact. You know what I mean? Because they didn't, they did, we didn't cross brand much. We didn't, we didn't cross the streams. Um, and so this was once a year where we did. And, and it was, uh, you know, the, the idea is it's for bragging rights. Uh, you're not going to win my title and take it to your thing, but our champions are going to face each other and, and the, the, may the best man win or the best woman win or the best team win. But it's definitely, there's definitely some, some uh, legitimate competition to it. Uh, and it gets funny in the writing room sometimes talking about it. So um, we'll, we'll get into it here. Raw had the previous pay-per-view with TLC and the one prior to that, which we covered last month in the archives. Mm -hmm. That was SmackDown's Hell in a Cell. Dog, is it tough to plan out four weeks of TV going into a show that's not yours and then have to build storylines against the other brand? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely difficult. And what he's taught what what the the question is, uh is I may be writing SmackDown, but I'm not writing Raw, and I have to write 
I have to write SmackDown all while doing this, uh, you know, and, and continue with a, with the storylines on on SmackDown, and also, um, you know, work together with the, with Raw and and uh, and the other talents. Are y'all sitting and, in a room? Oh yeah. So we so we so we yes we we sat in a room a great deal, um, but but yeah that's how we that's how we do it is we all sit in a room and and the lead writers and and. You know, everybody involved in the upper echelon all sitting there and, and talk about it and debate it and see what's what's what. And um, we'll we'll talk through what's what as we as we get there. Who was Raw head writer? Do you remember? Um, 2017. Let me, let me, yeah, let me just think real quick. I think it was Ed Kosky. Ed Kosky is like uh, he's he's over both writing teams now. Uh, a little bit, uh, been there a long time, been, been a great writer for a long time, really smart dude, really, uh, priceless experience in the companies just to have him, to have him there. Um, but yeah, he was the lead writer then. And I, I was the lead writer. I, you had Vince and Hunter and a big crew. Well, and it was, you know, assistant writers and, and under, under us, uh, under Ed and I would probably have a guy or two in there also. Um, and then of course an assistant or something to kind of take everything down but yeah it's just it's just like you'd think it would be you gotta you know we, conrad and i and and ryan katz wrote the the rick flair show you right. know what i mean and we wrote the whole show and we wrote the order and the who's coming out first and who and everything you have to think about we did that so it's just like you would do in that case except it's a huge grand scale with with a unbelievable budget and you go like yeah we can do whatever we want what do we want to do and so then it gets down into just who really it's just who uh deserves or needs a win not, not deserves is the wrong word because it's not real competition so nobody deserves anything <laughs> but uh but but and that's what i i love too is when they chant you deserve it it's like really <laughs> uh <laughs> um but but the story story we was just good wrote it. That, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the story was good enough to make you think that person deserves it so okay i'll take that um I forgot what we were talking about because I went. You, you covered it. Everybody okay. brainstorming in yeah, the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely spitballing and a lot of bad ideas, a lot of good ideas, and they come together in the middle of the in the middle of the show. You know what I mean? For timeline's sake, coming out of hell in a cell, Sami Zayn has turned heel, helping save Kevin Owens from Shane McMahon's crazy ass jumping off sales, and yeah. Mahal retain the SmackDown title over Shinsuke Nakamura. So the build is already on for Je uh, for Lesnar and Mahal. And gender, yep. Uh, gender, uh, Lesnar and gender. Um, was this something everyone was excited to see? Not, not including Brock? <laughs> well, I, look, I I don't know who was excited to see it and who wasn't. Like, I, the gender thing, I feel like, was uh, an experiment um, that, that went well. Like, it didn't go bad. I know a lot of people talked bad poorly about it you know what i mean but it wasn't it, that didn't matter the ratings were decent the you know that was the time of the the james ellsworth was at the, on the show and and aj styles and 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 uh dean ambrose and so i was a i'm pretty sure that was the same time i i may be wrong uh but but it, all, all those people were there and doing this so it was you know we get together we come up with what's best and we and we knock it out Mahal literally issued the challenge for it on the SmackDown after Hell in a Cell. Yep. This was a big-time thing for Jinder at this point in his career, was it not? Oh, the biggest. I mean, yeah. it was like he was the world champion. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was uh, he was the he was the guy on SmackDown, and and right, wrong, or indifferent. That's that's how it happened. And I thought 
look, I, I've said this before, and I and I'm I'm proud of the presentation we put together for Gender Mahal. And if and if you didn't like it, I'm sorry, but I'm still proud of the work we did um, because when you get orders, uh, you, you march in that direction. You know what I mean? And so that's that's what you've got. Now, what are you going to do with it? Don't tell me how it don't work. Tell me how it does. And so that's we put it together a great package with the Bollywood boys and even brought. Uh, Kali back for one thing like we look we threw everything at it and and really presented it in a class way I think and it, and if you disagree with that okay that's that's okay you can we can debate that but I I loved when we would do big India celebrations and and they would do in-ring promos and we'd put the special carpets in the ring and man it was just so much fun to interact with the people that would come that we would pay to come and, and dance on the show and Bollywood actors and stuff. And it was so much fun to kind of create all that stuff that it, it didn't suck to me. You know what I mean? Like I had fun and I, and I enjoyed the work. And so I don't know, I, I understand people, you know, didn't, you know, work down with it. I read that a lot on my Twitter feed. I could tell you that much, uh, with, along with the go out in the road and shoot yourself road dog, uh, all because of, all because of wrestling, uh, professional wrestling. Right. Uh, so that's a, that's a, that's a blessed life that that's what you have to worry about. Uh, not food, not shelter, not, uh, accommodations, but my creative decision on professional wrestling television shows upset people yeah <laughs> well oh. you got life whipped if you're yeah. if you're yeah, yeah, yeah. popping off about wrestling um oh, well. I, well i was i was shocked and it doesn't amount to you know a leftover donut at your gas station but i i was i was a gender fan i i, I saw him in person he looks like a million bucks a hundred a hundred and a million dollars i mean you I could think. just chisel him out of stone he looks yeah. amazing he looks um, great he's six six he's a big good looking yeah Indian performer that 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 yes he was he was not he was a different guy before and he wasn't on top of the world but this is a different cat you're looking at you know what yeah. I mean and, and if you don't agree with that then I don't know and so you're all everybody's always clamoring to give everybody a chance he deserves it he deserves it okay we'll put the title on him no not him he didn't deserve <laughs> it <laughs> the guy I wanted to deserve yeah, it yeah, yeah the one I said deserved it uh, at the same time this is going on, Mahal's working against AJ Styles in the program as well. But coming out of Survivor Series, there's a big tour of India coming, which mm -hmm. Mahal's heavily promoted for. Did you or anyone see what was going to happen next? We'll get into that. But did you did you see writing on the wall, or is, or is what we're about to talk about all the shots? So, so it was it was. You know what? Let's. Let's take a break and, and hit the sponsor, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, dog, it is never too early to play holiday music, and it's never too early to start thinking about gifts. So whether it's for a friend or the friend in your pants, you can make this season be jolly with Manscaped. Do your little drummer boy a favor and use the lawnmower 4.0 to avoid another silent night in the bedroom. Then add in Manscaped's top-of-the-line shower products, to have the people thinking, all I want for Christmas is you. Uh, Santa cares about his sack, and so should you. Look nice when you get naughty by going to manscaped.com and use code DOGG for free shipping 
and 20% off. If you don't know what we're talking about right now, we're talking about Manscaped's Platinum Package 4.0. It's the one-stop shop for the man who deserves it all. It has everything you need to help you deck the halls from face to balls just in time for mistletoe season. The Platinum Package has each product from the best-selling performance package plus ultra-premium body wash, ultra-premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, and ultra-premium deodorant. It's the best way to smell fresh from your Santa hat down to your candy cane. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to protect your delicate presence. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no issue clearing the snow out of your driveway. There's also a 4,000K LED light. You know what? That is so bright, it could light the way like Rudolph. Now that you've groomed your candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer with the Platinum Packages shower products. All of Manscaped shower gear is sulfate-free, vegan, and made to have your skin feeling hydrated and smelling fresh. But smelling good doesn't stop at the shower. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner can solve stank problems all day long. Once they touch your sack, you'll never go back. The Platinum Package 4.0 sitting under the tree is guaranteed to put anyone in the holiday spirit. And for the perfect stocking stuffer, add in the brand new Body Buffer, an incredible body scrubber that makes exfoliating easy and a lot cleaner than that old loofah. So here's how you can get yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code D-O-G-G at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And you know what code to use. Dog. Manscaped. Get your jingle balls ready for the holidays. So, look, you ask. You ask about it. Did anyone see this coming? Nobody saw it coming. And it it was was out of nowhere to me. And I was the lead writer of SmackDown. But, but, um... So I think probably a few people saw it coming, <laughs> the few that made the decision, but uh, but it trickled down to me about the day that we did it. So let's talk about what we're talking about. All right, let's start setting it up. Uh, first off, Michael Cole all of a sudden starts appearing on SmackDown instead of Tom Phillips. Yeah. You know why the change here? I got to admit, I'm a huge Tom Phillips fan. Um, yeah, I, I love Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips is a great guy. This might have been about the time that Tom Phillips – made a mistake on social media okay. and uh, and sent out a, a, a text or a tweet or something that was inappropriate. Um, so I'm not sure of that, and I, and I feel horrible if I'm wrong, but there was a time that that happened, and they kind of just backed off him for a second to, to, to see what was going to go down, and, and nothing ended up happening. If that wasn't it, you don't know, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. If, that, if that wasn't it, maybe, you know, look – you could be doing your job and, and one day it, you, someone not like it and the next day you're not there. And so that's, that's how, that's kind of how it was. Um, and that's so, what Jeff so, Jarrett told me about you. Um, <laughs> where you took his job. Uh, <laughs> this is hard. I'm so sorry. Um, it hurts me when you say that though. For real. Just, just it hurts that. him. It just hurts him. Hey, it hurts him a hell of a lot. <laughs> I'll talk to him about it. it he's I'm hurt. so sorry, Jeff. Uh, uh, Sami Zayn right away takes the reins of being just an amazing heel. I mean, he's yeah. amazing at whatever he does, but he turns into a heel and he's great at it. Do you think this was Sami's first chance on the main roster to show off his charisma and ability to get over? Yeah, well, it, look, it was his first foray into uh, 
something he could sink his teeth in. Like we saw him work at at, at uh, uh, Takeover or whatever with Shinsuke. We've seen him having. We've seen him work with John Cena. We've seen him have incredible matches. Um, so we know that much about him. But this is something to me that Sammy could sink his teeth into, and he could work with somebody that he's very comfortable working around, and that's Kevin, of course, Owens. And so, yeah, I think this was the first time for him to be on full display. Did you uh, did you have anything to do with the 205 Live at the time, dog? I, I did not. I produced a lot of it just because I was there when, when, when it happened and I was still in the seat, and so I would just produce it. But, but uh I know I didn't have too much creative uh, input on that show at the time. What did you think of it at the time with Enzo as the centerpiece? Now we so know I'm, what happened later, but at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah. So, man, so Enzo I, can grab a mic and captivate I'll cut everybody. Cut a promo like nobody's business. Yeah. However, there's something about it, and look, this this may just be me because I'm a wrestler and I'm an old traditionalist ref, professional wrestler that says words like Furnum. Um, but but. <laughs> um, I think 205 Live was really hitting its stride when it was displaying the awesome wrestlers that we have that weren't 280 pounds. You know what I mean? I thought it was just a wrestling super show, like of athleticism and, and, and pro wrestling, um, a different style. And I don't think Enzo, I don't think anybody would argue with me, Enzo included, um, could do that, could work that style, could work and hang with. And look, we were talking about the Mustafa Ali's, you know what I mean? The, yeah. uh, the Jack Gallagher, the, the, all these guys that were on there, Drew Gulak, all these great wrestlers, and I'm sure I'm missing a ton that are great. Cedric Alexander, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still um, in the world. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> this, this reminds me of when you... You've told us before, you know, uh, you, you only peaked at WCW so you could see those cruiserweight guys. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of that where you go, I want to check out 205 Live and see what these guys are doing, man. Yeah, they because, because they're doing backflips and drop yeah. kicks all in the same move. Yeah. And, and so it's it's like, holy mackerel, I want to watch this. And I just felt like yeah, Enzo is more of a sports entertainer. I think this sums it up nicely. And, and everybody else on there was a wrestler's wrestler. If that makes I can sense, see that. Yeah, like that all those guys sense. can can go, and Enzo could go on the mic. <laughs> he yeah. just can't go. And look, I I, I totally relate to that. Uh, by the way, but <laughs> but I worked in a time where if not everybody was going ninety to nothing. You know, thank God. Jimmy Jacobs, Chris Scoville now on Impact is let go from WWE Creative when he posted a picture of himself with the Young Bucks. Adam Page and Marty Scroll are outside a WWE show during a Bullet Club invasion. Dog, did you work with Jacobs, and what did you think of him as uh, in his work and, and why he was let go, this whole situation? So I, I love Jimmy Jacobs. I love the zombie princess, uh, Chris Scoville. I, like, it, just, a, just a great guy, deep, deep thinker. Um, I love to have conversations. Sometimes they were heated uh, with he and I because we're both opinionated and both feel strongly about certain things. And so, but we to this day are are friends, and we'll he'll text me, and it's only like good-hearted things happen that he'll text me or I'll text him or whatever, and it's trying to help somebody or trying to do something. But like he's that kind of guy too. Look, 
was it stupid for him to go out there in the parking lot while our television show was being produced and take a picture with the uh, with the uh, competition? I think it was, but like he stands by that, and he got fired and stood by that, and so just because I didn't agree with it doesn't mean it wasn't his right thing to do, and so he he thought those were his friends. Look, I I hated that it happened because. Man, he was really—he's really good at what he does. He's really good at—he uh, was really good at wrestling, uh, for one thing, and and just did some of the craziest stuff I ever seen. Um, but also a really good person and and a creative guy. Man, he he was behind. Remember the the uh, oh the something of friendship. You'll know this, Steve. The something of friendship uh, that that was between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Uh, and they had a big, uh, yeah, Owens and Jericho, um, celebration of friendship. That's yes. it. And it was a huge, like a two segment promo seg that was great. And that was festival it, of friendship. It, yeah, that's it. Festival of friendship. That's it. That's it. That was, that's <laughs> even better. Uh, He's in his glitter fedora. He's rocking it. <laughs> yeah. And so it was look, but that, and it's not all Jimmy. It's a collaboration of Kevin and, and Chris as well. But that segment, that was a Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, that was a Chris Scoville production. You know what I mean? And so great he, mind. In yeah, yeah, very cool wrestling mind. Now he's he's the dude at uh at uh Impact, Impact. Wrestling. He's the guy there. He, he, him and one other guy, uh Robert at Wacky Bob, Robert Evans, uh writing together up there, writing Smack or not SmackDown, Impact and uh and lo- I loved it when I went there and visited. I went there and visited a couple pay-per-views ago for them when they when they had a pay-per-view in Chicago and had a got a great time. The Bludgeon Brothers at this time, Luke Harper, Brody Lee, Eric Rowan are being built as at this time to to coming back. Brian, uh, Brody sadly passed away in 2020. Uh, we haven't talked about him personally, so while we're here, what's your memories of working with Brody Lee? Look, bro, Brody, uh, I always called him Luke just because I didn't know him as Brody, so I always called him Luke. And, and uh, I just think he was way ahead of his time. Um, as far as being a big, bad dude who could also really move. Um, I also thought he was the nicest, one of the nicest guys in the world. Like, he understood the game. He didn't necessarily like to play it, but none of us do while we, when we have to. Uh, and so, so I related to him a lot when it comes to that, too, is uh, I know how to play the game. I just don't like to, and especially don't like to play them by your rules. And, uh, (laughs) so, uh, so, so that was, you know, that's, I related to him a lot. And, And during this time, look, we came up with this bludgeon brothers thing because they had, we'd kind of felt like we had run through them as Bray Wyatt's henchmen. And it was like, man, these two guys are too talented to, to not do something with. And so, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. The Bludgeon Brothers is that's what that's what we came up with. Uh, then we then uh, we booked ourselves into a corner where nobody could touch these guys. It's like, well, how do you get the titles off of them? How do you ever beat them to to win the tag titles? You know, and it was like, oh God, okay, now what do we do? Uh, but you know, a lot of this stuff is trial and error and having a good time and 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 but also trying to you know utilize the talent the best way you can and put on the best television show you can. Man, those guys. Uh, like you said, you, you saw him as henchmen so long. When yeah. you finally got to see those two guys go, it's like you said, we know they're big. We know they're muscle. Yeah. But when they really let it go and they're running the ropes and getting after it, you're like, man, these guys are athletes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, man, that's what Luke was, you know. And look, Eric too. But, but um, 
excuse me, Luke was a special individual for sure, but a, but a really special in-ring performer. Like, I, you know, I was the I was I was writing when and, and this, you know, all this sounds braggadocious, like I'm just saying what I what I accomplished in my career. But I guess that's kind of what the podcast is yeah, about. That's what it's about. Uh, <laughs> Why'd but, you were um, successful? But I, I, <laughs> I remember him and Randy Orton uh, being a tag team. And then we, you know, then we turned them and everything. But I I fought to keep them together because I'll never forget. I still have a picture of my phone on Bray Wyatt. Uh, like like uh, standing over Luke Harper and Randy behind them with it with his arms raised and the Randy Orton it was such a awesome I was like is Randy Orton a part of the Wyatt family now <laughs> and so it was just so such cool stuff that went on then and look I think it was to me because of course because I was in the thick of it and in the in the middle of it all but because it was. It was crazy. We were making just making just changing stuff and doing radical stuff, and so, like it was. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was a fun ride. Around this time, your buddy Jeff Jarrett was forced out of Global Force Impact and went to rehab. Uh, were you in conversation with Jeff about his demons and what was going on at that point? I was, um, and I have been almost every day since. Um, Je- Jeff and I have. Look, we've been friends for a really long time. We've become closer over sobriety and uh, and and working kind of through that stuff together and and utilizing each other. And that's what you know. I, I don't mean to take a exit here, uh, but but that's me and Jeff are two dudes, two dudes from the south, two dudes that are fifty plus uh, that are. I don't know. Still, I figure like we're a man's man and we lean on each other for help. We talk to each other to help strengthen each other, to help lift each other up. That's not a, a bad thing. That's a positive. You know what I mean? And so it should be encouraged uh, uh, that, that, that men, grown men can talk about their feelings and it's okay. So that's what I, we were going to talk about. You said something about hot mustard, but let's go ahead and just talk about, <laughs> let's talk about what we were talking about well, earlier. Real quickly, um, <laughs> as you're listening to this, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Conrad was sick, and I had to pinch hit on uh, My World Podcast with Jeff mm. Jarrett. Great great podcast. If you like this one, you're going to love that one as well. But got to sit in, and our topic, of course, was you, because that's what <laughs> me and him both know. Uh, but just want to say, um, anybody who's heard it, go check it out. He had, the say, he had a lot to say about how important you were to his recovery, and uh, Karen called you many times and said, hey, yep. dog, you need to come in here and, uh, you know, help, help yep. her boy out. So uh, go listen to that. If you want more on Road Dog, go check out that episode. We had a blast. Yeah, that uh, was uh, I'm honored. Uh, honored to, is the least I can I can say uh, that I was the topic of you guys' conversation. And, and some of the stuff I heard, made, one of the things I heard him talk about my dad made me cry today. Uh, and so uh, it's just I appreciate you guys speaking so kindly uh, of, and so highly of, about me and my family. At some point, we uh, he wants me to, for you to get on record the Kelly Seafood story to see if it's the same as he remembers it. Wow. Kelly's Do you remember seafood. that? Is there lobster rolls involved? Yep. And there was a rental van that you destroyed. A rental van and a the haunted God house. house. He didn't with, mention the house. He didn't. House. That's no. what I was so weird. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm, 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 so we didn't go in 
we uh, and I don't know that Jeff even got out. And maybe Jeff wasn't. Maybe we dropped Jeff <laughs> off already. We went to a haunted house, or it was supposed to be this haunted like warehouse, and we couldn't get in. So we threw rocks at the place and screamed at the devil. <laughs> wait a what? Wait a minute. It wasn't like a you pay ten dollars to no, walk to a haunted. No, we it was heard a house the, that was haunted. This place we was haunted in Baltimore. I'm not sure if it was. I don't think, Kelly's is in Baltimore for the yeah, record. I, anybody listening? Okay, so. Different city then. Different city. This, well, might have been, gonna, this might have been Boston. I don't know what you want to hear though. Kelly Seafood or the <laughs> well, look. The I don't. Story. Obviously, I don't remember the Kelly Seafood. Kelly Seafood. I, the end of the story is me chunking lung butter and uh, and lobster <laughs> butter. lobster butter as well uh, all over the back seat of that freaking soccer mom minivan. Yes, and he, uh, you went in and passed out, and he cleaned the van up, and you came out the next morning and said, "Wait." Did you clean up my puke? And you said he said yes. And you said, buddy, that's true love. That's when you knew y'all were going to be together forever. Is yeah, he well, cleaned up your puke. That's dude, true love. He gags at the, yes at the that's what he was saying. Anything. I mean, he would gag brushing his teeth every morning. Now I do. Uh, I've told <laughs> the story before, but I made fun of him because when he drank milk, one of his eyes goes lazy. And he drinks, and he chugs it. It's a true story. He'll, he'll, I don't know. He'll chug, he'll get a little glass of milk at Waffle House. A little orange juice, a little glass of milk. And he'll just chug the milk first. And when he does, one of his eyes goes lazy. And so I made fun of him, of course, because I'm an a-hole. And, and now my wife, or my, excuse me, my daughter has a lazy eye. Everything I've made ever, I've made fun of Jeff and Boss Man for walking with their back out, with their back one out, walking through the airport looking like a question mark. And now my back goes out all the time and I walk like that. I guess I'm horrible. I've got karma. Oh, kicks, me in the, kicks me in the scruples. I'm, I'm, me and my wife are not having kids. I've made fun of so many people. If we had a child, it'd be a flap of skin with an eyeball. I mean, it, it would be. <laughs> Just one eyeball. Yeah, now I know. I, I've talked to Jesus, and I said, I'm sorry, and I'm not going to make you punish me. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, I'm, we're going to have I'm chickens, not. and that's it. Okay. Seriously, you, we should all thank you for that. Because <laughs> you'd make fun of my kid. <laughs> I know. I would in a heartbeat, bless his heart, or her heart. Or, okay. They're, they're non-existent. You're not going to have Oh, them. we got sidetracked. That's um, okay. What were we talking about? Jeff Jarrett's a good man. Yes. Clean. There you go. The go listen to the My of, World Pod. Yeah, Road dog to topic. That. Me and Jeff Jarrett are, are friends. We've been through it all together and continue <sighs> to go through it together. Oh, dog. The nights are getting longer, but the breeze isn't the only thing that's getting stiff. That's right. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life. That's especially true in the bedroom, especially when it's time to step up to the plate, and that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead, or you just be ready whenever opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in the line in the pharmacy hoping you don't see somebody you know. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA as well and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. And that's the only time discreet and package are going to be together 
when it comes to you from now on. With Blue Chew, men everywhere, excited to see that postman because when the package has arrived, your package has arrived. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help you give confidence where it counts. If you want in on this, you can benefit from that extra confidence when it's time to perform. Chew it and do it. Have better sex. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Oh, you didn't know what that deal was? Well, here it is. You can try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DOGG at checkout and just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code DOG, and receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So, uh, Alice, get back to Survivor Series somehow. All right. Um, when Survivor Series begins a real build, both brands are on both shows attacking and invading. SmackDown invaded Raw and, and busted in the locker room. How is it determined? Do you remember on who's doing what? Who's getting attacked? Is it just who's available? Or what's happening? So yeah, so look, it was a, it was it was a big deal in executing that, and it's and it's difficult, but you got to get everybody on the same sheet of music. So sometimes it just takes, you know, one loud voice to to. Uh, you know, get, get, give marching orders and say, okay, here we go. Any questions? We're about to shoot. Cell phones off. You know what I mean? And and, and kind of you set everything up, and then you roll. And, and if it's physicality, you pray that it, it works the first time because you don't want to have to make them do it again, you know. And there's a lot of physicality in these attacks and, and a lot of uh, – but a lot of planning went into it. And so when we get there – from a, from a, it's just, it's just like executing something in the military, and of course that's my only rep point of reference. Is you plan, you prepare, and then you go and execute. You know what I mean? And you adapt and overcome when when things arise. And so, you know, you, you got you got me, you got Hunter, you had uh, Vince, you had uh, I'm trying, Johnny Laurinaitis, you had you, you know what I mean? We had these these producers and stuff that could handle and, and produce these kind of these kind of segments. And so, you know. But the, the part is like, oh, my God, please nobody get hurt because there's 13 people fighting in a locker room right. uh, trying to make it look real. And and I, and nobody, please, God, don't get hurt because y'all are all on the team, you know what I mean, or whatever. So it's difficult. It's it's nerve wracking. Uh, but when it comes to fruition and is executed in a way like you kind of foresaw it, it's really cool and really rewarding. I know. um Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon is has got the mind for it. Yep. Uh, how much is he involved in writing his own storyline, or is he? Uh, you know, what's he, he always like? he always had some input, but but it was look, he was talent just like anybody else when he came. Yeah. Now you know he's the you knew that his dad was the boss. Like that's it's not like he told you. You just know that when Shane was around, <laughs> right. you know you get it. And so so it it can be. Uh, confusing for a younger writer or a younger talent and and but but yeah shane's gonna have as much feedback as you're gonna give uh you know uh, um, any other top guy any other top guy who, who's been you know kurt angle comes back you're gonna ask his opinion too you know what i mean so right. it's yeah you, he 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 didn't write his own storylines by any means but did he ha- have creative input oh heck yes and and look like i said that goes that's across the board that's not because his dad was the boss yeah the story between the two brands is based on Angle, like you mentioned, coming back, and he is involved heavily. He's being the Raw GM at this point, Shane being the SmackDown Authority figure who have respect for each other, but you could tell there's tension there. Whose idea is it to base it around these two? Do you remember? 
So it was, uh, I don't remember who the individual who brought that, but that's definitely Team SmackDown's uh, thinking was, look, we didn't think Daniel Bryan was going to be able to compete. We just right. knew that he, he could do the job, cutting you know promos against Shane and have them butt heads. And I thought we could tell interesting um I say Game of Thrones, but I just mean like where pow people of power are fighting for that power with, yeah. with that. I think it's a good story that people not only relate to, but but are interested in. And so we thought, well, we could do that. We know we can't get a payoff, but we could have, uh, you know, Daniel's guy fight Shane's guy or whatever, or Daniel's guy fight Shane or whatever. And then, of course, you know, history happened and we got it all. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. There's also tension on air uh, between Brian, uh, like you mentioned, and Shane about how they're disagreeing with how they should prepare for Raw. Was there a story that was to unfold between these two, or is this just to add extra layer of drama? Yeah, I think it's just to add extra layer of drama at this point. And and because, like I said, we didn't know... uh, if he'd ever go again. Yeah, Daniel yeah, what, what the deal was. But look, I, I, I do think it was just more about that position of power and 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 like you said, how, how much power does Shane have? People don't know that. And so yeah. when it's Shane, you go, oh, okay, I better listen to him or whatever. And here's Daniel going, no, that's stupid, dude. You can't, <laughs> you know, and so yeah. it, was, it was compelling, I thought. Heyman and Brock go out on TV and Heyman cuts this promo on Mahal. You think there are some real feelings about Brock being sent his way? Um, so I, you know, there was a lot of talk then about Brock not wanting to work with. It's a gender. big talk, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I would argue, and and I would argue this honestly too. Not this isn't me making it up. That Brock more wanted to work with AJ than he didn't want to work with gender. And, okay. and I just thought Brock saw something in AJ that he could have uh, a really good match with, and he didn't know if he could have that kind of match, that quality of match with gender. And I don't think anybody in the sound of my voice can argue with that. And, and I think if you go back and watch that match between AJ and, and, uh, and Brock, I think the right decision was made. Like, I don't know how great a match Brock and gender would have had. I know they would. It would have been good. Like Brock doesn't have a bad one. You know what I mean? It may be quick. It may not be. But but he also works great against a smaller opponent, like a an underdog that can fight from underneath. I'll never forget the match with him and Daniel Bryan, and me being legitimately concerned. Same with AJ for their health in this match. You know what I mean? <laughs> like watching the match as a writer of this show who wrote this into the show. I'm still watching with bated breath because. They're great at what they do, and Brock looks like he's killing these guys. You know what yeah. I mean? And they turn it into a match, a competitive match. And look, I think again, looking back, uh, they say hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I think the right decision was made. There's a backstage segment with Daniel Bryan telling the six of the SmackDown women they're on the team, but there's only supposed to be five in the group with Charlotte. Mm. Becky Lynch, Carmella, Tamina, Lana, and Naomi. 
Brownwood State Lana would not be part of the group. What was, what was with this creative for Lana? I, you know, I don't remember uh, the creative here, and I know that's convenient for, for everybody who's thinking, yeah. But but I really don't remember what that decision was. I think it was. Um, I think the character was we were trying to make Lana a baby face, so we were trying to kind of be, take her down a notch or two from being this powerful, beautiful woman who's with Rusev. Now she's just with uh, uh, Tamina or whatever. And, we're, and I think we were trying to... And I think we were also missing a lot with that with these trials, but we were trying to, to, to make her a baby face, and I think we were just trying different things. Some of it worked, some of it did not, um, as history would tell. Well, I mean, I'm glad we heard your opinion, but let's give the real opinion that matters, and that's okay. Dave Meltzer. Oh, okay, um, sorry. I didn't know we had Dave's opinion. Here's I, what I he should says. Have. Here's what he says. <laughs> this whole Lana thing where she sucks as a wrestler, but nobody gives her respect, and she always gets insulted and sad is the weirdest portrayal of a woman that they previously tried to market as the super hot girl. As much as losing Lana has hurt Rusev, it's actually killed her dead, doing a 90% watered-down version of the same act with Tamina. Talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face because the office is mad. They ruined a storyline a few years ago by publicly announcing their engagement. It's really time to let that one go. Yeah. How much is I, that correct? Look, God. I know that people were angry when they did that because it did step on a big storyline they were trying to do uh, and that they were really excited about, too, doing. Uh, but that's that's just Meltzer's opinion. You know yeah. what I mean? Like That's, that's not uh, the book of Meltzer, you know, uh, 619. That's, <laughs> this is... This is uh, I was six one nine. That would be the book of Mysterio. Sorry, <laughs> yes. um, uh, but but it's just his opinion, and it's what like none of that to me that I know of. None of that has any basis. But what do I know? Well, <laughs> I was just there, was there in the meetings and helping run it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also from the show and from the Observer, quote: They did another Fashion Files segment. The Ascension are now friends with Breeze and Fandango. They had kidnapped Ellsworth. And setting him on fire if he didn't talk. <laughs> Connor had a, ga a can of gasoline, and they teased pouring it on Ellsworth. But instead, Connor drank it. Carmella showed up to get Ellsworth back. They had opened her up her briefcase and found poop. Oh, I'll quote the Observer. Bleep-stained underwear. Uh, this is the writing team writing for the audience of one because Vince gets off on fecal humor. <laughs> <laughs> True false. Vince loves poop jokes. Yes, he does. It's doo doo. It's funny. It's doo doo. Isn't it funny? It's like funny. I don't know. It's, it's hilarious. Funny. Poop jokes and sophomoric stuff. Every time. It's the same people that are going like, oh, you're doing my God, a body man. Come on. By the, by the way, if you're gonna write for an audience of one, Vince is a pretty good hey, one to write. The boss is a pretty good guy to write for. Might not show up I'll anywhere else, what. but if he thinks you're doing a good job, that's a pretty hey, good deal. Then my review, my quarterly uh, <laughs> reviews are looking pretty good. Dog, ratings are down, but that poop joke hits. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, I, so I'm good, right? <laughs> I will poop in the underwear myself if it'll help. Uh, how do you make poop stained underwear? Give us the I Iggy think, on poop stained underwear. Well, what I did was I, I just held a 
Milky Way bar in my hand. <laughs> and I just breathed hot air on it for an extended period of time. And, and then put it in your own underwear. <laughs> and then I took that half-melted chocolate bar into the bathroom with me where I <laughs> my pants. So you can be about that. Long. You can be about it. I didn't do any of that. Um, Sin Cara wins two weeks in a row with a count out and a DQ over Baron Corbin. Whoa. By the way, this is skull at Baron Corbin. This is a good look here. Oh, yeah. Uh, were there big plans for this program or something for Corbin to do? Well, do you remember anything about Sin Cara versus Baron? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just a story. Big man, little man, kind of what, what, what are we doing with this guy? What are we doing with that guy? I think it was a, something for Baron to do. Um, and to become, you know, just to become established. And look, right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, you you look at people that that did stuff like that, like back then, and you you look at, uh, you know, they they bury the fashion files, but the fashion files were like hugely entertaining and and uh, and did really well on social media. And so I, you know, how do you tell? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> also going on. Lynch won what the. What we talking about? Lynch won the five way between the five girls on the team to be the captain. What's your thoughts here, riding Becky as the captain? That that's what I wanted to do. Uh, that's what. <laughs> I, look, I always and 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 I think she'll agree with you. If if I'm just kidding, we're never gonna have her on this show. She's so far above our. Well, we got right now. She's so far out of our leave, league. Let's leave the carrot on the stick. We might have her. <laughs> so so um, but she was always one of my favorites. Like I really liked the last kicker. You know what I mean? I, I this look, she's reinvented herself with this new uh, modern Gaga kind of stuff, and yeah. I love it. I'm there. I'm here for it. All of it. I just really fell in love with that. The la the Irish last kicker. The little hey, here we go, and I can I can do it all, and I'm you know what I mean. And she's willing to, and she's fight. She's gonna fight from underneath, and I don't know. I just thought there was really something there, and I always wanted to, her to be the SmackDown Women's Champion. Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler challenge each other to a two out of three falls match. How good were these two guys in the oh, ring God. together? Yeah, they're so look. Both of them are so good at 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 what we do. Um, and it's so sad that we can't figure out something better to do with them. So we just put them together as a team. <laughs> and, uh, and they, and, uh, but, but I get that too, because I look at, at some point, uh, they've both been wrestling a really long time that they are going to, they're not going to invest in the past. We're going to invest in the future. So I understand the, the thinking, but to get in the ring with either one of those two guys for an up and comers, uh, up and coming star, uh, should should be a um, a, a lesson that, that they should be charged for. You know what I mean? Because these guys are a master class uh, in professional wrestling. Both Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. I anytime. Ooh, what did I hear? I think my air conditioner just came on. <laughs> I thought it was a truck coming down the road. Um, yeah, these guys are really good at what they do, um, and and doing it together was even funner to watch. And so yeah, these these cats are special. Zane loses to Orton just two weeks in his heel run. I know Orton's the top guy, really, on the brand, and you don't think wins and losses matter that much. Mm. Could Zane have gotten much more out of a win here, though? So let, let me let me stop us right here. Okay. And let's talk about. I realize this is going to air a couple weeks after we're we're doing it, but let's talk about where Sami Zayn is right now in the world of professional wrestling. Doing pretty good. 
He's, he's the on top. Guy. top. Yeah. He's standing right next to the guy who <laughs> is the guy. I assure you. So then the question begs: Did it? Can matter? You know what? <laughs> Lost mean? to Orton. Okay. That's, Good hindsight that's my, move there. Look, that's my. And I didn't mean to curse and beep that out, please. I kind of did it under my you breath. Beeped but, it, you beeped but, it. But it's it's incredible to me that a person can ask that question today while watching Sami Zayn do his thing on TV. It it proves my point that wins and losses don't matter. Yeah. What did he did he would he have done better with a win there? I don't know. He's probably the third highest paid guy in the company right now. <laughs> I think he's doing pretty good. You know what I mean? And so it's just I, I'm hard on the, I'm hard on the observer and the reporters, but like I do I do think it's it, it's uh, relative, right? It's like what yeah. are we? What would would he would his character just coming in been better to get a win then for his character then, maybe, but he wasn't that for long and he turned heel and he turned you know what I mean? So it didn't. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. I'll say that when the bumps ran through Raw and Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt were taken off the TLC pay per view, does that make you worried about the SmackDown roster at this I time? Think, I think uh, that was a typo, and I think it was mumps because I think oh. the mumps ran through there for a minute. Right, let's, let's, uh, uh, I, I think I, when I read the notes, I they? was like, I didn't. Uh, the bumps ran through there. <laughs> like, yeah, we take a lot of bumps. You know what I meant? I meant bumps. <laughs> the bumps came up on their neck. <laughs> Neck bumps. They're numps. You know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> no, it was, look, that's 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 part of the deal is accidents mumps. happen. Bumps happen. Mumps happen. <laughs> it all happens. You know, it happens. And, and, it, and you just adapt and overcome because life happens and it, ain't, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks on Twitter or anybody thinks on, hey, Roman's not coming. He's not coming to the show. All the stuff we had planned is done now. Gotta so now what do we do? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's okay. That's, that's, that's that. Acceptance is the key. Hmm. He's not coming. Okay. Now what do we do? You know what I mean? Like, and I don't care what the guy thinks. Uh, you have them all. Yeah. So, so that's what, that's what it was wrong. It was, you know, it was, a, it was a scary thing for a lot of people. Um, especially people with autoimmune disorders and stuff. So, Anyway, it was something to be frightened about, and uh, and so yeah, we were scared. But it, again, when somebody falls down, the show doesn't stop, or or, or you know what I mean. You, the ball yeah. keeps rolling, and and it's still gonna the bell's still gonna ring at eight o'clock, and 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 uh, we're gonna go off the air at ten on Fridays and eleven on Mondays, and that's the way it goes. And so no matter who's here or who's not, we're putting content on the air, and if you don't approve of it, sorry, we were jumping through our our keisters to to give you a happy <laughs> easter <laughs> uh, a couple weeks before the show it's announced it rains kurt angle Braun Strowman, samoa joe finn balor for team raw taking on shane omak aj styles bobby Roode, randy orton and shinsuke talk about i guess the surprise here is angles now in the match how did that come about I don't. I don't really remember. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe they had six really good guys, and so we had to add one. Um, but I'm not sure how, how many guys were in there actually. <laughs> but I wish you'd put that uh, graphic back up. That's good a looking heck, graphic. Hey, that's a heck of a SmackDown uh, team there. If you got 
if you got those ten guys in the ring, that's a pretty good deal going yeah. on. So what was uh, who got added to it? Did you say? Uh, uh, well, Angle was the surprise. Oh, there. oh, that's because right. we got that's Reigns. Right. Yeah, Kurt, Braun Strowman, Look, and this was all because of the build. We were going to Mania. We were doing the mixed tag with, with, uh, and so they added Hunter and Kurt in there, and it added something to the, them personally. You know what I mean? So it was everything's done for a reason. Whether you like that reason or you agree with that reason is is, is up for debate. But uh, there, there's always reasons why creative decisions are made. Baron Corbin, as the U.S. champ, is to take on The Miz, who is on Raw as IC champ. Mm -hmm. Talk about two big-time heels taking on each other. Yeah. Any worry about crowd reaction here? Or is it oh, just this? We got two. Okay. 100% worried about it because you just go, like, what? Who are they going to pick? Rooting for? And so, yeah. and so, literally, like, and look, I, I, these two guys, uh, one of them was fairly new. Um, but but these two guys can go out there and 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 change up mid uh, midstream, you know what I mean? And kind of, I don't remember how they executed the match, but if it were me and I was Miz, I would have worked like an underdog because I was more established, so they're more likely to like me. And this new guy who's an a hole, maybe they'll start booing him and get with me. You know what I mean? That would have been my philosophy. But uh, either way, I was probably doing a job for him. So. <laughs> Alexa Bliss will be taking on Natalia at a Battle of Women's Champions and Dean mm -hmm. Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. I, think I had a seizure just now. I'm not sure. As Raw Tag Team Champions take on the Usos yes. as SmackDown Tag Team Champions. How do these negotiations go down, dog? Who's deciding winners and losers and finishers and the whole deal? Well, well look, one thing. So that's that's the uh, it's the creative team, the creative writing team, and it's a, it's a booking committee and, and writers and and you know my, Michael Hayes and people are sit in on it who have very uh, a great deal of experience and and can, and can add to it or take or take away from it if if we've made a wrong creative decision. It's always great in a creative process, and I've said this before, to, to take it to people who will punch holes in it. Then you go back, and if you really want to tell that story and you can make it make sense, you fill those holes with logic and, and, and creative storytelling, and we continue on. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's both a double-edged sword. Somebody shoots down all your crap, it, it hurts, but, but it helps you to create a foolproof, you know what I mean? Like I, okay, this is, this is my argument for why we're doing this. And, and you, I've just narrowed your argument down a great deal. You know what I mean? Hell of a lineup is finally announced. Raw's women team is, uh, announced as Alicia Fox team captain with Nia Jax, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Mickey James, which we'll get to there. Um, hell of a lineup there. There's also a hell of a ratings increase on both shows from yeah. this. Did this show, to anyone that maybe the brand extension would be better if the brands mix more, or did it prove that it was successful in putting these two brands together as a draw more viewers if yeah. they're going look, against I, each other? Yeah, I think it's I, – I love the fact that we did not cross brands a whole lot until this this show. And in my right. mind, this show was was – for you to see, you know what I mean? Not really, but to, for you to see what the best brand was, who comes away with the most wins, who comes away with the most losses. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's an opportunity for intramural competition. And, uh, and again, like I said earlier, there's some r funny real conversations and arguments that go down about, uh, <laughs> about who's winning and who's losing. Well, we'll get into that a little bit. There's some cuts that happen. And during this time, Leo Rush started a storm with one tweet 
Yeah. I guess there are things that happen when you're not truly ready for Asuka. A lot of WWE talent went at him for that. Yeah. And there was talk within hours that he may be gone from the promotion. He clearly meant it as a joke, but the timing was awful. He issued a very quick and long apology within hours. Jack Gallagher and Dash Wilder were still critical of his apology in public. Yeah. William Regal backed him, saying that everyone makes mistakes and was critical for people piling on. It's pretty clearly nothing more than ill-advised, horribly timed attempt at comedy, which he quickly apologized for. But the guy's going to have to work to get heat off him after this. Had he not apologized quickly, I don't think he'd still be with the company based on what we were hearing between the post and the apology. First of all, bottom line is here, uh, watch what you say on social media. Yeah, if look you're at a that. talent, and, right? And yeah, and he's not the first one to learn that lesson. Right. And uh, and it did get him some heat. Look, look, he's also the guy, bless his heart. Um, I like, I like, uh, I forget his real name. I, I like Leo Rush a lot. I I don't think it's Leo, but but I like Leo Rush a lot. I, I worked with him in NXT, hands-on. I, I, I really like the kid. He loves the wrestling business. Lionel um, Gerard he, Green. Say it again. Lionel Gerard Green. L Lionel, Lionel. Um, yeah, I was thinking it's not Leo, but it's a lot something. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and look, he's a, great, he's a great kid and a great worker and does some incredible things in a wrestling ring. So one time I came up to sit in my chair for SmackDown like I was I was writing the show, and, and it was uh, – during some of the Tuesdays where we were where we were shooting on Tuesdays, I think we were live, but we were still on Tuesdays. Um, but but I came up to do the show, and, and Vince wasn't there at the time. He was they were doing Tough Enough, and so I came up and sitting in the chair that I would sit in, that is Vince's chair because Vince wasn't there, is sitting Leo Rush, and he's <laughs> sitting in that chair, and I go. What the, you know, I kind of, I kind of went, he was like, no, they told me to sit here. And it turns out some guys ribbed him and made him, told him to sit there. Uh, and I felt bad. And he direct messaged me on Twitter that night and was very apologetic. And so, <laughs> so look, I, and I, I was like, dude, it's all good. I totally understood somebody ribbed you and made you sit there. And uh, um, so it was, it would kind of show, showed me a lot about who he was and how quick he touched base with me personally to talk to me and, and straighten that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, it showed me like, okay, um, he's, he's uh, cognizant of, of how he presents himself. And he was being honest and telling me, I didn't, I didn't mean to get heat. Somebody told me to sit there. You know what I mean? And there's no heat anyway. There was nobody sitting there. Um, but, 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 um, so I, I don't know. Like I, I, you know, Do you remember probably, this being a bigger, as big I, a deal I, as maybe the social media made it. I, I, not in the company, but, uh, but I mean, it was but a deal, maybe, but not maybe, as crazy. Yeah, it was a deal, but it was just, you know, we probably had more classes about, Hey, watch what you say on social media yeah. or, you know what I mean? And, and it was clearly a joke. Um, but you also have to take into effect. Like we hear that clearly he meant this as a joke. Well, clearly he did, but a lot of people didn't take it that way. Yeah. And so clearly it wasn't just a joke. You know what I mean? Clearly it struck a chord and a nerve in people that was not their funny bone. You know what I mean? And so from a company and a corporate standpoint, you can't just say, oh, he was joking. You got to kind of handle it. He handled it personally the correct way. And then I, I don't really remember how we handle it as a company post tweet. You know what I mean? All right, back in the ring, Kane choked Sam's Daniel Bryan through the table. Oh, yeah. But the lights went out. You don't actually see the bump to protect yeah. Bryan. Uh, you mentioned it. You didn't know what you were going to get from Bryan. You didn't know if he's getting in the ring again. Yeah. This was a big kind of moment of kind of test the waters, maybe? No, well, we look, we 
turned the lights out and slammed another kid through the table, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then Daniel laid down there. Um, but but that was the time <laughs> where uh, what, do you, what do you think the lights went out for? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that was a time where we were you know, we were just going to use we call it theater of the theater theater of the mind. Yeah. Uh, easy for me to say. But but <clears throat> so you you just don't you know you know what see what happens but you didn't see it happen. Uh, you know when the cops come up on the scene there's a dead dude laying there but they didn't see the how he get how he died, and so that was the idea behind that you know and 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 but also what can we get away with how can we get away with putting hands on Brian with, so there is a, you know, and how do, how do we do that? And this was, this was an answer an answer. I'm not saying it was the right one. Uh, Rude beat Ziggler in the two out of three falls match for the spot at the survivor series. Then this seems like a, uh, a great road dog spot here. We see new day in costume. Xavier <laughs> Woods was Jimmy Hart, Big E is Sakeem and Kofi is brother love. What a fun spot this is. What a great segment. And and this was like them and their writer got together and kind of came up with this and they wanted to do, do and it was such a great thing to do. <laughs> like and they were all really into it. They they've done a bunch of these. Uh New Day and the Usos were with me from the beginning of my writing career and oh so they made they made it so easy on me. Um because they had great ideas and they were great at executing them. Chris Jericho returns to New Japan randomly to attack Kenny Omega. Was Vince McMahon taken by surprise by this? This is still years before AEW. Did you think Jericho was setting himself up to be out of the company? What do you remember of this moment? So, I, look, I, I remember hearing that Jericho said he told Vince he was going to do this and whatever and whatever. And so I, I can imagine that happening. I don't, I don't see why I don't have a reason to, to, to think Chris didn't do that. So I don't know if he was surprised by it or if, or if he just thought, Oh, well, Chris is going there now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. uh, I don't know exactly the inner workings of, of Chris. Chris was one of those guys that has a special, like Brock, like, like a lot of top stars that had a very special relationship with Vince. And so you didn't always know uh, what 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 went on behind closed doors that you weren't privy to? So you kind of had to go like, okay, well let me let me ask Vince if <laughs> if if we can do this to you. Um, but but so that was you know was what it was. I don't think it shocked it shocked the wrestling world more than it shocked Vince McMahon. I okay. can tell you that for one hundred percent. Speaking of surprises from the Observer. There was a lot of plan changes made this past week for reasons that haven't been explained. With the key being the decision to make AJ Styles the WWE champion as he defeated Jinder Mahal on the 11-7 SmackDown show in Manchester, England. Mm-hmm. This is the first time the WWE title had ever changed hands outside of North America. Yeah. The original plan for SmackDown was for Styles to beat Rusev on that show and become the fifth member of Team SmackDown. The Styles versus Rusev match had been pushed on the 1031 SmackDown TV show, but it was then announced in midweek it had been changed to Mahal versus Styles, a match that was scheduled for the December 17th night of the Champions show in Boston. You yeah. said it before on this show that it was more about Brock not wanting to work with Mahal. Uh, were you told why? Did you agree with the decision? Did yeah. that matter? So, so, so I want to clarify. Like he, he, It's not that he did not want to work with gender. It's that he really thought he could have a better match with, with yes, AJ. Yes, that's what I meant to say. So, yeah, yeah. So, so I just want to wanted that to be to yes. be clear like because look i don't think 
I, I've never heard of Brock saying, I don't, I'm not working with that guy. Uh, well, I did. I did hear that with Kevin Owens, uh, but, <laughs> but, but only him. Um, so, um, what show yeah, this was much on? more, much more what episode about would that be story be told. On? Cause it ain't this one, but it's good. It needs to be in one. Um, look, but, but Brock <laughs> is that kind of talent. Like I just talked about, I had a special relationship with Vince. And so uh, apparently they had a conversation and, and the decision, creative decision was made. We're going to go with AJ Styles as a champion into this, uh, tournament, this night of champions, you know, do you know who's got to be the guy to break it to Mahal? Well, I'm sure it was me or my, one of my writers or, you know what I mean? Like a, a producer who had the match, some, somebody look gender was, is a professional and always was, and was very thankful and grateful for the position he had and was gung ho to do the best job he could do. And that's what he did. And, and so you can think what you want about the creative wrestling decision that was made, but for gender Mahal, this was the biggest thing up until still to this day in his career and he was trying his hardest and, and doing ex exactly everything we asked him to do. Um, and so when, when he was told, I'm going to lose the title, and I, look, if it was me personally, I'd be like, thank God, I didn't want to work with Brock. Uh, but it would, <laughs> it would be, uh, you know, I'd be, I'd be uh, thanking the good Lord above. But, but I, I, so he was always a good, a good a professional guy, you know. He, he took what you gave him, and he didn't deal with it in front of you, that's for sure. With Styles out of the uh, group, now Cena is moved to SmackDown to be on the team. Yeah. When is that call made? Are you happy about it? Happier than a pig in poop. <laughs> Happier than, yeah. Anytime happy. you add Cena, that's a hey, good point. When you get Cena to come to your television show, you are happy. <laughs> happy, happy, happy. I, I assure you. And people can go, let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. And you yeah. go, yep. Every person in the building will. All all 18,000 of them. <laughs> That's good. You're getting a reaction out of everybody? That's a win. Um, Mahal just kind of falls out of the product at this point. Why was that? Do you remember an injury or anything? Or was it just, hey, we got we to gotta no. find a new spot for him? Yeah, no, I think it was like, look, he's, he's out now. And you move so fast. It's so, it's so uh, hard to fathom. Like, like that happens and you're writing the next week's show that night on the plane ride back. You know what I mean? Like whatever yeah. you're, so things happen so fast that once you get one guy out of the way and now we're moving this way, sometimes this guy gets forgotten about a little bit and that's just the, the nature of the beast. What do you do with him? Because you just, he was just your champion. Now, now we put the title on AJ. So where does he, does he go to the United States championship title? Does he go to, you know what I mean? And so it's yeah. like, okay, we got to leave him, leave him out of mind, out of, out of sight, out of mind for a little while. We'll bring him back and try something, uh, but at least let him cool off for a minute, you know? So that was, I, I, that was the thinking anyway. Also, Jason Jordan replaces Roman Reigns on the Raw side as the next moving parts here, as the next one is. Ambrose and Rollins drop the tag team titles on Raw to the bar of Cesaro and Sheamus. Yep. Plan is to do the Shield reunion that was supposed to be at the TLC, now at the Survivor Series to take on the New Day. That's a hell of a big match, dog. Yes, uh, where did the idea to come from? We're putting up the... Uh, this crew together, New Day yeah. and the Shield reunion. Well, look, this is this is raw 
uh, talking to SmackDown and performers talking as well and going, man, wouldn't this be awesome? And we all thought, yeah, it would. Let's <laughs> do it. And so, some look, sometimes when you feel so good about something, you, you – uh, cut something else short or neglect something else to go here. And so, look, that's what that's what happened here was we had to pull out Roman to do this big thing because it was bigger than that. You know what I mean? It was it was bigger, and we were and SmackDown was probably going to win. I don't know. Uh, also, the Usos taking on the Bar makes much more sense here. The Bars were heels. Yeah. The Usos are faces, and plus, there's no way this isn't going to be a great wrestling match. It, they would have both been a great wrestling match, but you know this one was going to be awesome. And let me let's take a minute to talk about both of uh, look look. Of course, Cesaro works for for another company now, but all four of these guys are on top of the world in the wrestling industry. Oh. Uh, well, they just wrongfully beat Cesaro, um, <laughs> but but either way, and, and the Usos are on top of the world. Sheamus is moreover than he's ever been if you ask me and, and and it's just man it's just a testament to these guys commitment and hard work and how it pays off man so really cool to see that from 2017 and now see these guys in totally different roles but still on top of their game you know all these dominoes are falling they all have repercussions as well though from the observer owens and zane were sent home from the european tour after television mm-hmm. on 11 7 a decision that definitely indicates how mad the promotion and Vince McMahon in particular were at them giving how shorthanded the crew already was. And with the new day having been moved to the raw tour until the end of the week, the decision was described to us as due to what was called selfishness on the part of the two by some people and a misunderstanding that got out of control on others real quickly. What, what was it for? So I actually called somebody else today after reading this and said, do you remember what this was for? So for what I remember, New Day was going to hit the ring and these two guys were going to either get bounced around by New Day or whatever, but they hit the ring and these two guys just rolled out and left. And so oh. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what, that's what went down. Now look, the idea behind the good guys hitting the ring and bumping the bad guys around and then them bumping out of the ring is to get that reaction. You, you run if I run down there and you just back away, it kind of leaves me there as the good guy with my thumb up my butt, and and I'm like, oh, okay, here I am. So it it that's what I'm from un, from what I understand. That's what went down, and that would be frowned upon. Uh, <laughs> should me and Billy hit the ring and the heels that were in there that we were supposed to bounce around just rolled out? Uh, this was a different time and a different era, but me and Billy would have caught them before they made it back to the to the. <laughs> to the uh, gorilla position. Receipts and we, are being we, cashed in. We then. would have bumped them around whether they wanted to or not. And that's, <laughs> and that's, a, that's a fact. On SmackDown, there was a match where Kingston was to pin Zane, And then after Owens was to run in and attack Kingston, uh, this is from the observer, which would lead to woods and Big E jumping in. And they were supposed to beat up Owens and Zane to end the segment. Like you said, instead okay, as woods yeah, and Big yeah. E's jumped in, Owens and Zane rolled out of the ring and watching the back, the tape, if there was any confusion from the New Day side that it was going on, that wasn't evident. Uh, it would be just the ability to react to the moment, but I've seen spots. This is from The Observer. Oh, is but it? I, oh, is yeah, it not from me. The Observer? Okay. Not me. But I've seen spots that didn't go as planned, and most of the times you do see a split second of confusion on faces before they react and go with the flow. Either all three were very good at avoiding that, 
or they weren't confused, in so, which so, case so this that reporter, would say they knew what was going on. This reporter from The Observer yeah. says the only way that they couldn't have been in on it is, is because of his perception at how good he reads people when they mess up a spot in wrestling. Correct. That's what this reporter a is saying. A split-second decision. And, and I'll also add, said reporter, <laughs> not true at all. Kofi and them were very hot about it. That's what that's what <laughs> brought this all up. So that reporter is so high on his self and his own uh, self-appraisal that he forgot. He's so self, uh, self. Oh, never mind. Uh, no, he he's he's self-confident heart. about his about how how he yeah. perceives it. Like that's what when I read that in the notes, I was just like, these guys like literally don't know what they're talking about, but yet go. From my professional perspective, these three guys knew what was going on because of their facials and the reactions they put forth and the shut up, shutting up. <laughs> Let me wrap up this. Uh, yes, please this, do. Uh, th- he's digested this for us. <laughs> uh, now that this, he says, now this is all probably having nothing to do with the situation, but my thoughts, that's his, <laughs> watching the segment without knowing the story is that Zane. Had done great mic work since doing his heel turn. His loss to Orton was far too early in the turn, but it was still Orton, and it was a low-blow finish designed to put Orton in the Survivor Series match and played off Zane using a low-blow to beat Orton the week before in a tag match. Losing a singles match clean to Kingston was clearly a sign that they've slotted Zane at a certain level. You've slotted him. Um, yes, and it didn't I, yes matter, I have. And it, <laughs> it didn't matter... How well he was doing with his turn or what the crowd thinks, that's the same level he'll be as a heel because that's the level Vince McMahon sees him at. It is naturally going to be frustrating for someone who has believed he's got the goods to be a top guy and was the top baby face during the key growth period in NXT and was a top guy for years on the indies wherever he went. Given Owens and Zayn were just starting their team, not only was Zane getting pinned, but they were also getting beaten up in the post-match as well. Yeah. So you can see there's such a slant on... It's like if I'm on one side of the aisle, uh, you know, democratically, or, or, or uh, as far as democracy goes, politically... Uh, and I watch the other show that these guys just have their agenda. This reporter yeah. has his feelings and is telling them to you like they're facts. And, and it's never been the case. And it's, it's crazy to hear um, people who, I, I don't know, I, I, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm a sour old, old powder puss. Uh, and, and maybe, may, maybe I, I'm just an old silly wrestler, but man, you, you don't, you guys sit and write about it. You don't. You don't do it. And so when you criticize the doing of it, it mat it bothers me. And I get it. That's me. That's on me. Um, and I'll deal with it by choking your britches full of feces and making Vince laugh. Well, speaking of, he's in Vince's head now. You ready for this one? <laughs> oh, this guy's the best. Observer in this day and age, not following the script on a television show isn't tolerated. And Vince McMahon's decision was likely because he felt they needed to send a strong message, even with the star power for the shows on the tour already somewhat stripped down. That's from the company standpoint and how they perceived it was going down. But as best we can tell, there were no issues with anyone over what was scripted, and it was a misunderstanding regarding what was to happen in that 
segment. So this is so this is just to me, and, and look, I'm making people mad on this episode, and I apologize. <laughs> um, this is small ball thinking. This is this is minor league. This is bush league. This is uh, what, what you're talking about. Oh, Sami Zayn has been over in every independent. It's the independents. Nobody's over. Or they'd be working for w, you know <laughs> somebody else. It's not they're, they're not over. They're drawing four hundred people. That's not over. The word over is overused. Like the word when you're when you come to the we talked about Cena showing up and and making the needle move. That's over. Making the needle move is over. Not being a, the main event of a Ring of Honor show with four hundred eighty people there. Like that's not being over. And I'm sorry. That's cool. That's very cool if you're making your way up in the world. But there's a long way up from there. He ain't over yet. And that's what this guy, this reporter, talks from that perspective. You can tell he already's on Sammy and them side when he doesn't know the facts of the scenario. You know what I mean? But yeah. he's on their side in his reporting, so you hear their take. Well, it was a misunderstanding. Well, of course, that's what they said because they were getting sent home from the tour, from their first <laughs> overseas tour with the company. I'd have said it was a misunderstanding too. But, but, but it mattered, and it was... It was Vince saying, you're not going to do this. You're not going to go into business for yourself. You're, we're going to do what we do, and that's what we do. And guess what? Your boss at Panera Bread says the same thing. We serve the grill, half a grilled cheese with the t- tomato basil, <laughs> you dumbass. Bleep out, ass. I'm on fire today. This guy's made me angry. I apologize. I'm gonna we're ch- not bleeping oh, out, A. <laughs> okay, I'm trying and to shake it out. we're not bleeping out tomato basil. We're taking all of it. Oh, hey, and the only reason I said that is because I love a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> dipped in tomato basil soup. And I love uh, Panera bread. All right. Uh, again, there's more changes on the next week on TV. Unfortunately, bad situation here. Jason yeah. Jordan is hurt and sadly will never wrestle again. So while we're here, yeah. what would you think of uh, Jordan? And were you, I mean, you had to be sad to see it all go down this way. So, look, I love Jason Jordan. Of course, it's sad to see anybody, especially yeah. a young up-and-comer stud like him. Like, what a, what a good-looking, uh, good wrestling, like, like, what a baby face. Like, what a, what, a, what a beautiful young man who was a great athlete to boot. Um, and still, to this day, I work with him closely uh, when I'm in the office or when I'm on t- at TVs. And I also uh, have phone calls with him on the regular. So, so great, great friend and fan of Jason Jordan uh, still. But, yeah, horrible that it has to, it has to you know, happen that way. Hunter has chosen to replace him and be on Team Raw. Uh, does Hunter make this call, or is this a who can we get well, this to fill is in? A, this is a, yeah, no, this is a decision, and you can't, look, you can't ever, like, put in a substitute that was less than. So yep. you want to you want to put in one that's that's greater than, and, and you also want to think about what's coming up and what we're doing. And, and in four months, we were thinking about. I'm pretty sure in 2018 was the was when we did the uh, Hunter and uh, and Stephanie versus Rhonda and uh, Angle. Is that 18? I, I, uh, it's got to be close. If I, I think right. so, if it's it's 18, 18 and a quarter, one and a quarter stars, whatever. It's all ball bearings nowadays, son. Uh, Also, the uh, SmackDown's women title changes hand at this time from Natalia to Charlotte. So it'll be Charlotte against Alexa Bliss. Now, why do you remember the change here? Why do you remember the timing? Look, I I remember the changes uh, being 
on per you know by design because it was as the every week some a match changed you know what i mean and and i would argue that every week a match changed for the better like for a match that i did not know i wanted to see holy crap i'm more interested to see this so i think what we were trying to do is let's just make this thing as interesting as possible and keep them keep them coming until the go home show and, and i'm not can't be sure of this but i think we even made a match on the go home show um but but that's what we were trying to do is just throw you curveball, 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 curveball until finally a week out. Okay, here's the teams. You know what I mean? Or here's the here's the matches. And so I I don't know. I liked it because I thought it was kind of frantic and and uh, live live feeling. By the way, just to clear it up, you're right. August of 2018, Mania 31. That's when Ronda and uh, McMahon. A- April. April. April, right? I mean, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018. So, this, so, so, yeah. so, so yeah, it was it was what four or five months later. Um, so we're we were dropping dropping Easter eggs then, you know, with uh, with uh, Kurt Angle and and Triple H. Takeover the night before features a three way war games match between Sanity, AOP, and Roderick Strong in the Undisputed Era. Mm. Does the talent on the main roster watch NXT and think? They need to be on the top shows because the takeovers were great shows back then. Or, or so look, I think I do think some of them used to look. I, okay. I think, and I think it's a different brand of wrestler. So the Randy Orton's of the world probably didn't watch it. He knew he's Randy Orton, and I'm going to go out tomorrow night, and I'm going to RKO somebody, and the world's going to explode. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I'm Randy Orton. I don't need to watch. I'm going to top that because <laughs> right. that's what I do. You know what I mean? And so I, I get that. But at the time. Um, it was a lot of young guys that had just come up. So I could imagine guys checking it out and still thinking like, man, I wish I'd have been on that show because the takeovers were big and special. And I'll tell you why it was the underground, man. It was, it was WWE punk rock. It was W it was anti WWE almost. And it made me feel like anti disestablishmentarianism. Whoa, that was a big but if word. We, if we ever do a tour in Ghana, I want uh, Rhea Ripley on there. Can you say that phrase again? Anti what? Anti disestablishmentarianism. Whoa! I'm not sure what that means. I think uh, they're playing Bonnaroo next year. Um, (laughs) Great band. They Um, are. They are. Before we get into the show, let me wrap up a couple quick things. Uh, James Elworth is released. Wait, before we get into the show, yeah, we're about to run down the show now. Yeah, we're just now getting up to it. Uh, James Ellworth is released. This was always going to be a short-term character, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. And look, it, he was there a lot longer. And I mean <laughs> a lot longer than he was supposed to be there. But that that was by design, too. Like, he showed up, and and we knew his strengths, and we knew his weaknesses, and we wrote it accordingly, and he executed. And he yeah. was there every time we needed him, right where he needed to be, doing right what he was supposed to be doing. So kudos to James Ellsworth. I, I don't know, something happened with him uh, later via social media or something, and, and I don't know what that was about. So I'm not saying he's a great human being because I don't know the story, but I am saying he was there and he did everything that was asked of him, and it worked. And the more it worked, the more Vince bought into it. And so some of the crazy stuff, like AJ versus Ellsworth in a ladder match, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> for the title, you know what I mean? Like what? Incredible. What are we doing? But but it worked, and the ratings were up, and I, or I think they were anyway. That's my story. I'll stick to it till one of the producers sends me in the private chat. The ratings <laughs> sucked then, dog. You were horrible. 
All right, here we go. We're at the show, and let's set the tone by listening to what Dave Meltzer says. Okay, good. There were two real takes on the show. The first is that Lesnar versus AJ Styles clicked, had an outstanding match, and in many ways saved the show. The show had been fine up to that point in time, but nothing was anything special. Had this been Lesnar versus Gender instead, the show would have been outright bad, and if the show went off the air after Lesnar versus Styles, you'd have to call it a good show. The other take is the main event. The Raw versus SmackDown men's match was just a disaster and largely unexplained. The match was all about the Raw side, getting Braun Strowman over more, and Triple H's interaction with Kurt Angle and Strowman, which you said we're, yep. we're dropping already hints. So let's get into the show here. Uh, quickly, let's reduce some of these matches. Elias. Hey, how does, I'd like to ask Uncle Dave, yeah. um, how does he know that the show would have been horrible if he'd have worked with gender? Well, because he knows. He knows. Well, how does he know? Like, I, that's what I'm I asking. Because he, he's Dave Meltzer. Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that. Because, because look, I've, I've seen matches happen. I've seen it. It was my own eyes. Really? <laughs> Where I thought this match is going to suck. And they turn out and you go, holy crap, that was awesome. Like, that worked. I've seen it a million times. Yet Dave all of a sudden knows, like, his other writer. Like, who's the editor of this thing? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, to be honest, uh, to your point, I'm a huge Brock guy. Huge Got, the, yeah. got the, the old copy belt back there. But, yeah. and I love AJ Styles. I didn't think this was going to be a good match. And yeah. I was overboard with it. It was a great match to me. Yeah. But, yeah, they, 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 they were. And see, so that's my point. Is yeah. per, look, perception is not always reality. <laughs> and so just because you don't think it would have been as good as AJ, which I tend to agree with, by the way. I'm not arguing. I'm just know. saying. You don't know. So yeah. how can you say, oh, it would have killed the show if he had done that? Uh, all right, here womp, we go. Womp, womp. <laughs> Let's crank it up. Uh, first match, Elias pinned Matt Hardy in 9 minutes, 13 seconds. Elias started the show running down Houston in his song. Matt came out doing the delete wave. Yeah. Elias worked on Hardy's left shoulder, including down doing a double-arm shoulder breaker. Uh, Hardy did a side effect on the apron and another in the ring for yes. a near fall. Elias won by throwing Hardy's shoulder into the post, and hitting drift away. There weren't many in the building for this, and those who did didn't react much, leaving it flat. One and a quarter star. We finally found a match that was ranked lower than yours. Lower than my off. matches. Uh, this well, is big. What do you think you. of the delete character of Matt? Well, I, look, I, I know it caught on, and I know it was huge on social media, and it caught on even larger than that, but I don't know what that... So you're talking about broken Matt Hardy? Yes, and he's doing uh, the delete, yeah, delete, the delete, delete, delete. So, so I know that caught on, but I didn't, I didn't get broken, Matt Hardy. But I also was forty-five or forty-seven, <laughs> and and a white guy, and a, you know what I mean, and a, and a, probably a nerd. I don't know if I'm cool or not. <laughs> yeah. I think I used to be. I'm told. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> but I don't. You know what I mean? You don't know now, and so so. It wasn't for me. That that wasn't that 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 wasn't for me apparently because I was like. Well, what's so he talks weird now, and and but he still wrestles the same, and he is I don't know. It was just it was weird to me. But I also am smart enough to know I'm not smart enough. I saw it get over, and I saw, um, you know, it, it's his popularity through, through that phase. So I I know I know it wasn't for me. 
Also, while we're here and talking about Elias, uh, Elias coming back as Elias recently was the right move, right? Yeah, I, yeah, 100%. It was good timing. Yeah, yeah I timing think I, he comes back. Look, he looks great. I think it was interesting. I think it's storytelling. And look, I think it's all about establishment of a superstar, right? And so you 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 see the Sami Zayn get beat too soon by Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Oh, my God. Is anybody beaten, getting beat <laughs> by Randy Orton? Is there shame in that for some reason? Right. Anyway, like he got beat too soon. Like, now I forgot what I was talking about because I went off on a tangent. Elias coming back. Yeah, it's establishing his character. It's establishing the individual, just like Sammy doing that. Look at him now. Now he's a, and so oh Sammy, this is obvious where Vince McMahon doesn't like Sammy Zayn. <laughs> Before Vince McMahon left, Sammy Zayn was sitting next to Roman Reigns on the couches in those backstages that started getting them famous. So so you know to one day <laughs> I don't know. I get frustrated. I get frustrated <laughs> with these so guys, hot. man. I do, and I'm sorry, but I let them rent space in my head because they're talking about what I what I love and what I do for a living, and then they're telling me they know better, and it's frustrating to me. <laughs> Maybe they do know better. I don't know, but you, you were no in the better. room, and they're talking about what was yeah, going on in well, the room. What, what and you're yeah. talking, and and they're and they're they have an obvious agenda. If you listen to it, they're obviously on Kevin and, and Sammy's side, which cool. I'm on their side too. But I'm on the side of the office as well. You know what I mean? And you have to do something. You, you do something. Maybe the sending them home was drastic. But it made a point. I can promise you that. Uh, second matchup, Enzo Moore be, uh, Enzo beats Kalisto to retain the Cruiserweight title in 8 minutes and 42 seconds. The crowd reacted to Enzo's promo before the match, mm. but not to the match. Mm. Kalisto surprise, did surprise. one cool thing, a leap from the apron into the ring, into a code red. Kalisto tried the Salina del Sol, but Amore oh. grabbed the ropes to block it. Enzo tried the Jaldunzo, but Kalisto <laughs> held the ropes to block it. Enzo actually... pulled Kalisto to where his head hit the side of the turnbuckles and then hit the Jaldunzo for the oh. pin. Still only one and a half hey, stars. Hey, what is, what is the <laughs> one and a half star? What is the Jaldunzo, I wonder? It's the jaw, and then you're donezo. Oh, I get it. I get it. And then you're Um, donezo. But, like, I think also this reporter a lot of the time just writes, uh, and so everybody knows he knows a bunch (laughs) of wrestling moves. Like, is the No, that was Enzo's movie. The the Selena Del Sol, the... The, what was the other one on the apron? There was something he did on the apron. Oh, uh, he did. He leaped into a code red. The Selena Del Sol, my friend. The Selena Del Sol. And he did something on the apron. Uh, he, a leap from the apron into, into the ring, the, into, yeah, into a code, code red. red. Yeah, how about that? That's what he did. By the way, both of those matches, combined stars, equal one of yours. Let so me ask you. That's how good of a wrestler you are. Night. <laughs> <laughs> Two I'm and awesome. seven quarter stars. <laughs> I'm awesome. Hey, um, oh, crap. What was I going to ask? Never mind. I'll Enzo, the Jaldunzo, Kalistos. <sighs> no, nope, I forgot. It's gone. Yep, it's gone. Uh, you've touched on it earlier. Great on the mic. Enzo, uh, did you ever see it in him? Uh, did you, would you think there was so, more potential for Enzo? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Look, here's my judgment on Enzo. And I've told him this a million times. I like Enzo. Enzo's a great guy and he's talented on the mic. No doubt about it. And but he can he, rip a mic. But, but, but I feel like some of the stuff he says when he's, when he's out there just kind of riffing and freestyling, I don't follow it all. So for, for you to, 
and again, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm an old man and I don't get it. And I'm totally cool if that's the answer. But I also know that if I'm a viewer, I have to receive the information that you are spitting out. You know what I mean? I have to be able to process it and understand or else your message is, is garbled. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't, I don't get it. And so that's, that's, that's what I feel like. You know what I mean? I feel like Enzo uh, did all that stuff, but a lot of the times I walked away from his promo going, man, that was cool. Really? What was the message? What was yeah. he saying? What was he, what was he trying to get across? Like a, a lot of the times I just felt like there was a lot of talk and not a whole lot of substance. Um, but, but I could be wrong. I just didn't understand a lot of it. So there was no substance in my mind. By the way, quick plug for our free shows. Uh, Enzo was just a guest uh, recently on uh, DDP's Snake Pit. So if you oh, want to awesome. go check that awesome. out. Awesome, yeah. Uh, please go listen to that. Because, look, he's an entertaining cat. And DDP yeah. can cut a promo, too. So that'd, that'd be fun to listen. Third match, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat Tyler Breeze and Fandango in 8 minutes and 30 seconds. The Observer mm. says Owens mentioned this was the arena where he both won the IC title and the Universal title, which got a pop. But he said those were his moments, not your moments, and that he <laughs> and Zayn should be making history tonight, leading SmackDown to winning. But that's not happening due to Shane McMahon. Fandango called Zayn Paperboy. There was a nothing to this match at all. <laughs> Owens did a long chin lock spot. Fandango missed a leg drop off the top rope, and Owens pinned him with the pop-up powerbomb. One and a quarter star Three yeah. matches. We still hadn't got to a got one five-star Kenny Omega match here. So, <laughs> Owens and Zayn coming back proved it was time to get over whatever the issue was. They just needed time off the road apart from everyone uh, due to this, you know, what we talked about earlier. Uh, do you think they got the message? Maybe that's the question here. Yeah, they definitely got the message. Um, <laughs> they definitely <laughs> got the message. But, uh, but uh, you know, the bigger issue to me is the – they're reporting again. <laughs> like I hate to keep going back there, but it's so yeah. obvious that they have an agenda. It's the same way now on social media. If you read any of the, the Meltzer posts or anything, it's, he has a definite uh, bone to pick with WWE and, yeah. and, and not one. He's definitely carrying water for the other company. And, and I just, I'm not going to do that because that would be a stupid business plan on my side. <laughs> so we're always going to butt heads. Then the New Day came out for an interview, pushing themselves as your boys and trying to establish themselves as not to be booed. They claim it took Raw three weeks to steal their idea and not do it as well. Then they said they were real brothers, and unlike The Shield, one of them isn't turning on the other ones before WrestleMania. Now we get to The Shield of Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. They beat the new day of Big E and Kofi and Xavier Woods in 21 yeah. minutes and 30 seconds. Ambrose and Rollins came out wearing half shield, half raw t-shirts. Almost everyone on the show came out in team colors. It made the talent seem like worker bees and not like stars, says the observer. The shield worked his heels early, getting heat on Woods. Then the new day worked on Ambrose. Big E tore Ambrose's shirt off. Rollins made a hot tag and ran wild. When Reigns hit his first Superman punch on Woods, it was mostly cheers and only a few boos, but there was a Roman sucks chant. Rollins <laughs> hit the knee, and Ambrose followed with dirty deeds on Kingston, but Woods saved. Reigns and Ambrose took out Big E and Kingston by throwing both into the barricade. They set up the triple powerbomb on Woods, but Big E recovered and pulled Reigns out of the ring. 
Kingston hit Trouble in Paradise on Rollins, and Wood hit The Shining Wizard on Ambrose. The Shining Wizard. Yes. Woo! Yes. Kingston I like uses... Happy, I used to hit people with the Happy Lizard. <laughs> S- similar. King, Kingston used The Shining Wizard on Reigns on the floor. Big E darted Ambrose into the feet of Kingston and Woods. Big E had both Ambrose and Rollins up for a double big ending, but Reigns saved with a spear on Big E. Who fell Boy. on Kingston? The crowd loved this. Reigns was booed for that. Ambrose <laughs> hit dirty deeds on Big E on the floor. Reigns speared Kingston, and this time was heavily cheered. And they followed with a triple team super power bomb with Reigns power bombing Kingston off the middle rope for the pin. Three and three quarter stars. A lot to digest Whoa. here. Whoa. I went back and watched this when I knew we were going to talk about. It. I watched yeah. it yesterday. Uh, I will say when it first started, both teams getting uh, a little bit of booze, and the crowd really wasn't hot at the beginning of this, yeah. but by the end, they were really they got into hot. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and look, I, I just disagree, of course I do, with uh, with <laughs> Meltzer's take on uh, on the worker bees. Like, that's the whole point of the whole pay-per-view, yeah. is that you are SmackDown's worker bees. Like, <laughs> that's what the and, – and, and the individual champions – you know what I mean? It was probably debatable whether they wore them out or not, or the colors or whatever. But but if it didn't fit their character, they wouldn't have. But like that's just that's just nitpick mentality, man. And it's kind of he started the conversation where you just nitpick everything with wrestling, and now that's what everybody does. And it's it really spoils a lot of the fun uh, for for me anyway. <laughs> like I ain't nitpicking. I'm not gonna sit and watch something I'm nitpicking. Like I will turn it and and watch something that entertains me. Um, while we're here, um, I, cause it started coming up in this match and then continued throughout the night <laughs> at this time, you've got five, I think maybe, uh, maybe six, but for sure five announcers going on at the same time. <laughs> One of those being Booker, who was all over the place um, as usual. He, yeah. And so, I mean, I love it. I my love man's Booker. on his own planet. I'll say I that. Know. I love it when he does and, Cause it. Because he, it, it's so different from the yes. humdrum of, <laughs> oh, and he's got him on a side headlock. He's got him, the carotid artery is there. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. of a sudden he goes, oh, suck it, duck it. Quack, quack. You know, and you go like, oh, yes, bring me to life. I mean. Take me to church. To the point that the another announcer, especially Corey Graves, is laughing at, at some of his analogies. <laughs> They even announced one time, I don't even know what that analogy means, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> but Booker don't care. He don't That's care. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, That's he don't care. You got he you started root, Booker started rooting for the wrong team at one point. He, didn't, he forgot which side he was supposed to root It for. don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. Booker T's being uh, Booker T. <laughs> Booker does Booker, my he friend. He does Booker, and I love it. I respect that about him. Uh, let's talk about this match just a little bit. You, you talk about you disagreed with some of it, but we got past the shirts. Yeah. Uh, the reunion part of the Shield. This was a great get together, and then of course the New Day are always good. This this turned out like we said. By the end of it, everybody's in and everybody's yeah. hot and, for this and, match. And we knew it. That's yeah. why some changes were made last minute to get to here. And and this this was it was paid off it, like it should have been. It was incredible uh, and exciting. And I forget who they actually got over in the end, but but. Uh, I the Shield one, but but was it Roman hit a power bomb or something? Yeah, they did the triple power bomb yeah, where they yeah, went yeah, off yeah. the middle so, rope. So, they triple power bomb Kofi off yeah, the middle rope. Bless his heart, Kofi. That's, why, <laughs> that's, oh, that's exactly why we did Kofi Mania. Um, but but uh, but look, it was uh, a 
deposit in the Bank of Roman Reigns for, for where we're at right now. Um, and, and it was a great match. And so to me, that's what you do, right? Is you put together the biggest, greatest show you could possibly put together. And if you have to make some last minute changes on the way, uh, then that's what you got to do. Um, you know, people can, can be angry about that or, or feel negatively about it. But, uh, but that's, that's the way we did it. And that's what we were doing. And I, I don't know. I liked it. Next up on the docket, Oscar and Bailey and Sasha Banks and Nia Jax and Alicia Fox beat Natalia and Carmella and Tamina and Becky Lynch and Naomi in a Raw versus SmackDown elimination match. Yeah. 18 minutes, 23 seconds. The Observer says Lana was in the corner of the SmackDown team. This match started 49 minutes into the pay-per-view show, which shows how much time was spent on videos and entrances. <laughs> Bailey pinned Lynch with a schoolboy in 201. Uh, the crowd popped. Where did she pull a schoolboy out from under the ring, or uh, do I don't, we know? She, I don't know. Is that somebody's she, child? She pulled yeah, out. Yeah, the guy was. He was in seventh grade. They said, <laughs> and she just knocked the fire out of her with she, him. She he hit was him a with little schoolboy. He was a little person too. Bless her heart. <laughs> the crowd popped for Oscar's first tagging in, and she was also introduced last. And from the start, portrayed as the biggest star in the match. After Bailey gave Naomi a stunner. Carmella super kicked Bailey and Tamina Pender with a splash off the top rope in five minutes, 26 seconds. Next was the spot where the two cousins went at it with Jax and Tamina. They traded yes. headbutts and both knocked each other silly. They ended up outside the ring. Tamina it's super silly. kicked Jax. It's silly. <laughs> and did a crossbody off the apron onto her. Jax was counted out of the ring in eight minutes and 58 seconds. Um, that was one of my favorite Booker spots after the, after the ref said nine and then counted her out. Booker goes, well, he stopped counting at nine. And they said, well, yeah, cause, cause 10's out. Cause 10's done. <laughs> yeah. We didn't need to get the 10. That was out. Anyway, next was Fox and Naomi, which just fell apart. Says the observer. It was so bad really? as they missed one spot after another. It then got worse. Naomi was supposed to get a near fall and then transitioned into her submission on Fox but Fox didn't get her shoulder up, so the ref called it as a shoot and counted to three at 10 minutes and 38 seconds. Both women, not paying attention, went right to their next move with no reaction <laughs> like a fall had just been taken. The ref just broke it up. Banks and Naomi in the, uh, put Naomi in the bank statement for the submission in 10 minutes and 46. Oscar oh. tagged in again and beat the hell out of Carmella, pinning her after a kick to the face in 1257. <laughs> By the way, my, me reading this is longer than the match. Banks, I was about to say. Banks and Natalia worked and had the best exchanges up to this point. Really, it was the first good action that the crowd got into. Banks did a great drop kick and double knees in the bank statement, but Tamina saved. Natalia threw Banks into the turnbuckles and then put her in the sharpshooter for the submission in 15 minutes and 13 seconds. This left Asuka versus Natalia and Tamina. Tamina mm -hmm. missed the splash, and Asuka beat her by submission with a flying arm bar in 17 minutes and 39 seconds. Natalia got Asuka in the sharpshooter, which she reversed into a knee bar. Oh. Asuka hit a spinning kick, used a double chicken wing, and got the submission on Natalia with the Asuka lock. All that yes. summed up to two and a half stars. That uh, is, if look, if that ain't three stars... I don't I don't know whose solar system you're going by, Mr. Oh, like how many times have you ended the night with a double chicken wing? Because I, I mean, have. A very, I <laughs> like the one, I like the, not the drummy, the other one. Oh, you're the, a flat the, guy? Yeah, yeah. 
Cause I uh, got, cause I can get it. I can get all that meat in one swoop. I see. I'm a drummy guy. Uh, by the way, Oscar undefeated at this time. Yes. So this is a Oscar big push was, for her. Yes, big push for her. Um, uh, and what a star she is till to this day. She's so incredible. So electric and and magnified. Like I just want to. I just she's. I just love watching her. You know. Uh, Stephanie bumped into Daniel Bryan as they argued about who would win the men's match. Stephanie brought up Raw being up two to nothing. She said the good thing is that when Shane is incapacitated in the main event, then Brian can run SmackDown on his own. They seem to be slowly building to Brian versus Shane as a program. How'd that turn out? Um, we did it. We did it. We did it. I think it was WrestleMania. Oscar finishing as the survivor makes all the sense. Since she was still undefeated at this point, we talked about um did you want anything different from SmackDown at this point in the show? I mean, is this is this how you're all working it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, it, yeah. It, it, it is what it is. And, and like like I said before, during this time, you go like, hey, how come they're winning so many matches? And you know what I mean? But it's just, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're talking about it now, and it happened. And it's like, okay, everybody's still over and still working and still alive for the most part, hopefully. And by the way, you guys made a little bit of a comeback. We'll talk about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, six match on the docket. Baron Corbin pinned the men's in nine minutes and 23 seconds. Oh, both were wearing those t-shirts dog. I know. Uh, horrible. Maurice it, it made them look like just busy bees. Worker. They were just busy of the bees. Drones. They just uh, look like soldiers. Listen, here's the deal. Oh, you didn't know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? Yeah, it can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just plain gross. But Miracle Brand is here. Miracle Brand offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. Look, I don't even have a shirt on right now because it's laundry day, but I don't have to worry about the sheets because they are self-cleaning. That's right. These sheets are infused with natural silver that prevent 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than the other sheets. No more gross odors. Plus, they make the perfect holiday gift. Looking for something for that hard-to-get person? How about this? Miracle sheets are there for the perfect gift for your spouse, friends, or family who doesn't want better sleep and look, I mean, who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling bed sheets? And since he's come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Clean sheets mean less bacteria to clog your pores and fewer breakouts and other skin problems. Here's how you can change your life. Go to trymiracle.com slash D-O-G-G to try it out today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. And we've got a special deal for dog listeners. Save over 40% and be sure to use the promo code D-O-G-G at checkout and you're going to save even more and get three free towels. That's right. And Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you get a full refund. One more time, in case you didn't know, Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. Go to trymiracle.com slash dog and use the code D-O-G-G to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash dog to treat yourself, a friend, or loved one this holiday season.
Thank you, Miracle Brand, for sponsoring this episode. Looked like they wanted to work and represent their brand that they worked for. I know. It's so stupid. Uh, Maurice was sitting in the front row. Curtis Axel had a neck brace that was red, the raw colors, like a modern-day Joel Gertner. Uh, Corbin blew a who's kiss. Joel, hey, who's Joel Gertner? ECW. Okay. I'll take, <laughs> I'll, take your, I'll take your word for it. But here's my, here's my proof again. Small ball. We're playing Bush League ball here. <laughs> you, you throw out a, jo- a Joel, what is his name again? Joel Gertner. A Joel Gertner reference. Like, I'm sorry. But if you're if you're over, you don't know who Joel Gertner is. <laughs> By the way, Joel Gertner, great guy. That wanted to knock on Joel Gertner. No, you're, no you're I don't even know Joel Gertner. The reporting yeah. in I'm, WWE. Exactly. Yes. I don't know Joel Gertner. I, uh, I don't know of him. Hey, um uh, Joel Gertner took the Eliminator in 1993 and wore a neck brace for 20 years in the business. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Is he is he in the Hall of Fame? He still now. I <laughs> I don't think I'm not official, but that's made I'm up too. Kidding. So he could be. I'm just kidding. If, it's, <laughs> if we go to 20, if we go to 200 Pennsylvania Avenue or whatever the crap that yeah. building is, if oh. we run that town for the Hall of Fame, we'll probably induct him. That's for sure. Um, all I'm right, sorry, so, Joel. I didn't mean nothing personal about that. Yeah, no, no. You were just, yeah, that was a. It's a, just to prove the agenda. Yes. Corbin blew a kiss to Maurice and Miz attacked him. Miz was the face here. Ooh. There were dueling chants. Miz's chants were much louder. Bo Dallas was side, uh, ringside as well. He took Ooh. out Corbin's left knee, and Miz worked it over to set up the figure four. Corbin decked Axel and clothesline Miz for a near fall. Miz got in his, quote, crappy looking kicks that he has to do in every match. <laughs> Corbin then beat him clean with the end of days. Renee Young got in the ring and pushed this as SmackDown's first win. Corbin then gave a line saying, my hand went up and your mouth went shut. Two and three quarters stars. Oh, I remember two and watching, three quarters. Yeah. I remember watching this back yesterday and even I had forgotten uh, that Corbin won and this was a big win to yeah. establish Baron as, hey, my man just beat Miz clean in the middle. Yeah. Uh, big win for Corbin here. Yeah, huge win. And it and it goes back to like if you were in that position with Sami Zayn and that that young in, in the business and stuff, if a win wouldn't have helped him more. Well, yeah, yeah, it would have. Of course it would have. Right. Um just just like this kid. Um, but you see that in the big picture it doesn't doesn't really matter. Uh of course, SmackDown they get, they get their first one of the night. We gotta keep that storyline competitive. Uh, Charlie Caruso comes out, does a promo with Paul Heyman, and he said that Styles is going to regret beating Jinder Mahal and winning the title because it put him in the match tonight. The next match on the docket is the Usos. Uh, They beat Sheamus and Cesaro in 15 minutes and 53 seconds. The Usos came out and did a really badly written promo but delivered it great. Oh, it was was pretty bad. Um, These guys all worked in T-shirts again. Yeah, I thought it was bad. Yeah, I, I, I thought I saw what they were trying. To, I mean, they they delivered it well. Yeah, I hope you didn't write it. But I, I, I'm sure I did not actually put pen to paper and write <laughs> okay, it. But good. it makes me wonder: did I have any part in that? <laughs> uh, these guys all worked in t-shirts again. My man is eat up with the t-shirts. It's bad. Hate, I hate those bad t-shirts. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro worked um, uh, worked no Jimmy. Uh, Jay tagged in and cleaned house. Jay backdropped. Cesaro into the corner, which looked dangerous. Cesaro had the sharpshooter on Jay, while Sheamus hit a brogue kick on Jimmy, but Jay made the ropes. 
Jay gave Sheamus a Samoan drop from Doomsday Device position for a real good near fall. They did the Young Bucks tons of super kick spot with a double super kick on Cesaro. You know, the Young Bucks did that. They uh, invented it. Yeah. Uh, then they double super kick Sheamus. But, but that, just that out of nowhere. You know yeah. what I mean? They do the Young Bucks spot. They do, you know what I mean? Well, it's not a, I don't know. That just proves the agenda thing again. Continue. Well, the interesting part on that point, Byron Saxon called it a super kick party. For the record, the term was trademarked, but only for clothing purposes in 2015 by the Young Bucks. So it was interesting that Byron called it that during the match. Why Jimmy does, then. Why, why, does every, why does anybody know that? <laughs> you know what I mean? How trademarks does, are a thing, man. The gimmick oh, attorney's over, I get, over, I get man. it, but I don't. If they say super kick party, like I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's trademark, you know. But of course, this reporter does know. I think, I think, I'm yeah, getting, I think I'm getting tired of me burying this guy. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, from our view, whether they technically invented it or not, yeah. they trademarked super kick that the super kick party. That's what they did. It was interesting that he dropped that line. I don't think Byron did it as a yeah. shot or whatever. No, he didn't. Know, he didn't he know just went, was. "Hey, it's a super kick party." Yeah. Uh, anyway, to wrap this match up, Jimmy then dove over the top rope for a dive onto Cesaro, and while flying over the top, tagged Jay, who then pinned Sheamus three and a half stars. Oh, yeah. We're getting but, up there. like, you guys did it on purpose. How good are these four in the ring together? Yeah, they're great. They're great. And, look, that was one of the things was, like, a, one of the Usos was, like, diving out over onto the other guy and tags his brother. Yes. While he's in the air, you know what I mean? It's like, these kids can do anything. And so it's just super cool, super fun to have these four guys just to work a match. You know what I mean? I'd love to watch that match anytime. Jason Jordan did an interview. He was booed, of course. He said he (laughs) felt terrible that he may never get a chance to team up with his dad. He said he was 100% and totally behind his teammates, except Triple H, and said he hoped Raw won, but that Triple H would get eliminated um, what could have been really, we touched on it, but what could have been with Jordan Hunter, right? Yeah, 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 it would have been awesome. I mean, it really would have been too, the, the young kid. And that's what, look, I believe that's what Hunter saw was this kid can be a star, man. And, and, and the writing was kind of on the wall for him. And so, Hey, let's, let's have a big match with me and him and, and let him beat me. You know what I mean? In the future. And how do you set it up? But he set it up by going through his dad. And so, yeah, it would have, it would have been a great thing. Charlotte Flair then beats Alexa Bliss in 15 minutes and 43 seconds. There were dueling chants, which by at this point were so overdone, says the Observer. The match, I mean, chants are overdone. Now he's burying the audience. Yeah, you can't have dueling chants, man. (laughs) Uh, The match wasn't as smooth. Is there anything good about it? (laughs) No, no. Uh, The match wasn't as smooth as most on the show. The finish saw Charlotte go for the figure eight, but Bliss punched her. Charlotte hit natural selection for a near fall. She missed a moonsault. Bliss hit a DDT for a near fall. Bliss went for the twisted bliss, but Charlotte got her knees up. She Mm. went for the kick to the face. That was a little off, and then used the figure eight for the submission. Two and a half stars. Let's talk about this. Do you know if Natalia was supposed to go over and it stayed uh, the same to have Charlotte win anyway? Um. No, I don't remember that, to be quite okay. honest. I can imagine us putting uh, Alexa Bliss over. Uh, these two together, by the way, would go on now that we know, and look in hindsight, to have better matches. But still, getting Alexa Bliss and Charlotte in the ring together usually is not a bad thing. No, I agree. I mean, I think that they were going to have a great match for sure. 
Uh, next up, here we go. Brock Lesnar pinned AJ Styles 15 minutes and 19 seconds. This was hot from start to finish, really at a different level than anything else on the show. Yeah. And really from the first seconds, because of the immediate intensity, Lesnar was throwing him around and beating him up. He was just throwing him all over the place. He gave Styles a belly to belly into orbit. Man, he launched it. Uh, <laughs> he used a German suplex. He threw him over the top rope. He threw him into the announcer's table. He yeah. sent him into orbit with another German suplex. He did running knees to the face. He then started ducking all of Styles' punches and then punched him. This was total Suzuki shooter ring psychology that you make your opponent look like he's a worker and you're toying with him as a shooter for several minutes because it makes his comebacks mean so much more when the fans think you're not being cooperative. Styles got a few blows in, but Lesnar cut him off and threw him around some more. Styles made another comeback and went for the phenomenal forearm, but Lesnar German suplexed him and flipped him all the way over, and Styles landed on his knees. Styles came back with a phenomenal forearm over the top rope to the floor. Styles tackled him and drove his knee into the steps, gave him a forearm off the ring steps to the floor. Styles got near falls with a Cubrata and a 450. Uh, yeah. Cabrata, Cubrata. I have no idea. Uh, that's the first time I've ever seen those letters in that order together yeah. as a word. Uh, but Lesnar was bleeding. Lesnar was bleeding from the left shoulder. Styles was also bleeding from the left shoulder. Styles used the calf crusher. The place was going nuts for that spot. Lesnar broke it by slamming Styles' head into the mat over oh, and over yeah. again. That a was spot. a tremendous spot. Styles then rocked him with a forearm and hit the phenomenal forearm, but Lesnar kicked out. The crowd went nuts for that as well. He yeah. tried a second phenomenal forearm, but Lesnar caught him and hit the F5 for the pin. When it was over, Lesnar was limping badly, selling the calf crusher spot. You could really see how much Lesnar respected Styles, by the way, sold the knee all the way to the back and even in the back. Four and a quarter stars. Wow. It was but, great, man. It was great. When he got him in that calf crusher, that, that's called uh, hope. Crowd <laughs> that's was crazy. Called, that was called hope, and everybody in there felt it, man. And and uh, their 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 assessment was correct on this. Uh, so Melzer I, I thinks no, it's a one no man show here. with Styles here, but what do you think of Brock? I mean, it, it's it, for it to be oh a great God. match, See, both guys got to do what, it. Yes, it's it's look, Fred and Ginger. It ain't it ain't Fred, it, and it ain't just Ginger. <laughs> it's Fred and Ginger, and that dates me, Melzer. But you're as old as I am. So it take, to say Brock doesn't, I mean, he just sat there and put over Brock for selling the calf crosser. And yeah. he did the, like, it, man, just, no, it wasn't a one-man show. Yeah, AJ works his butt off. But every match AJ Styles is in could be argued as a one-man show. He's that good at what he does. But to, to say that in order to cut down Brock Lesnar is just to be, uh, it's just not smart. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't think he's, I don't think he's right. I thought watching it back, him selling the leg was great. He also laid in the corner and was kind of stunned, like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I like, just almost crap. lost that. Yeah. I, mean, I thought he, that was great Brock theater is, as Brock well. Brock is great at what he does, man. And and people that don't like him have another reason for that. It's not his wrestling ability or his, his ability as an athlete. It's it's something else. It's you're a wrestling traditionalist and he only wrestles a few times a year or, <laughs> you, you know, whatever. You have some personal vendetta because Brock is good. Brock is good to every wrestler who watches and knows what they're looking at goes, dang, he's good. You know what I mean? When he, when he needs to be good, he's really good. 
All right, let's get to the finally the last match, the tenth match of the night. Triple H, Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, and Finn Balor beat John Cena, Shane McMahon, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Randy Orton and Bobby Roode in a Raw versus SmackDown elimination match. Thirty-three minutes and nineteen seconds. Here yeah. we go. Angle was clearly right, let having. Me stop, let me stop you right. right here. I remember distinctly, and you set it, you set it up perfectly. We didn't know what to close with. AJ and 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 Brock or this, oh. and and we and so we chose AJ and Brock to 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 not close with to, to we're going to close with the other one because we didn't know what AJ and Brock was going to do. Really, you know what I mean? Okay. You didn't you, just like you said. I didn't know if it was going to be good. Yeah, but it was. And so, and this has happened more than once. In retrospect, you go. Man, I sure wish we'd have closed with that one. You know what I mean? Everybody would have gone home happy. And so, uh, you know, they still went home happy, I think. Anyway, I'm sure Meltzer didn't. Oh, we'll, we'll hear what he has to say about it. Yeah, I guess you. I guess maybe you trusted Brock more because next year you closed with Brock and Daniel Bryan. Was that a, okay, he can go with a smaller guy? We 100%. know that now. 100%. And, and it's very compelling television. The beat down. The, the, and look, they were right about the Suzuki shooter uh, mentality is – when it looks like you're just beating this guy up and this guy's really taking a beating and it looks like that, man, it's so much better when said guy all of a sudden starts flying around like yeah. a helicopter fist. You know what I mean? Uh, all right. So we we're now we're here versus the Raw versus SmackDown. Angle was clearly having trouble walking with his leg all taped up. A Joe had his elbow taped up. Strowman threw Shane around at first while Triple H was laughing at him. The biggest <laughs> reaction was Balor tagging in with Nakamura with a loud NXT chant yeah. and an almost as loud New Japan chant broke out. <laughs> Good stuff there. Triple H sold some for Nakamura. Triple H worked spots with Rude as they traded Spinebusters. Nakamura got a hot tag and hit the Kinshasa on uh, Triple H. Uh, Triple Chicago. H. Followed by a, uh, that's where the hot mustard comes in. Uh, <laughs> Triple H, uh, he followed by a second one off the middle rope, but Strowman tagged in and power slammed and pinned Nakamura like it was oh. nothing for 11 minutes and 31 seconds. Rude hit a blockbuster on Strowman, but Strowman power slammed him for the pin in 12 minutes and 21 seconds. Oh. Joe and Angle started arguing. Angle and Triple H tried to make peace with him. Triple H shoved Angle and Angle had Triple H went at it. Orton threw Angle into Triple H. Nakamura and Rude came back out, and all five members of the SmackDown team suplexed Strowman through a table. Balor and Joe argued. Cena then hit the attitude adjustment on Joe, another one on Balor, and then hit another one on Joe and pinned Joe in 18 minutes and four seconds. Mm -hmm. Cena was in with Angle, and they talked about Cena's first television match with Angle 15 years ago. They did the yay boo spot. They booed <laughs> Cena. Cena was playing to the crowd, and Angle put Cena in the ankle lock. Cena kicked out of it. Angle used the Olympic slam on Cena. Balor came off the top rope with the coup de gras on Cena. Oh, yeah. And Angle... Coupe, I think it's pronounced coupe de grass. Coupe de grass, as we call it, on Cena. And Angle used another Olympic slam for the pin on Cena in 21 minutes and 54 seconds. Balor... Oh. Then ran wild with a great running drop kick on Shane into the barricade. Man, he hit that hard. Yeah. Uh, but Orton hit Balor with the RKO for the pin in 23 minutes, 35 seconds. Then yeah. Owens and Zayn came back out to attack Shane and threw Shane over the announcer's table. 
Shane came back with the chair shots on both of them. He chased Shane to the back while Owens jumped into the ring, where Orton laid out Owens with an RKO. Strowman then power slammed Orton and pinned him in 26 minutes and 38 seconds. This left Shane versus all three. Shane spent a few minutes stalling outside the ring. Finally, Shane got into the ring, got in some offense on Angle, including a flying elbow and DDT, but Angle got the ankle lock on Shane and pulled him to the center of the ring. He had it on far too long on where it felt silly that Shane wasn't tapping, says the observer. Triple H then came in and hit a pedigree on Angle. My. He then dragged Shane on top for the pin in 32 minutes. Triple H then acted like he was going to back up Shane against Strowman, but then turned on Shane and hit him with a pedigree and pinned him in 33 minutes and 19 seconds. Strowman and Triple H had a confrontation after where Triple H went for the pedigree. Strowman blocked it and hit Triple H with two power slams. Most of the match really wasn't that bad, and action-wise, it was better than most of the show, but it also hurt the show more than anything. (laughs) A whopping one and three Quarter how how can it do both of those things at the same time? How it had it more this action was, than most. It wasn't that bad. It was better than most. <laughs> but, but it hurt it with one and a three quarter. Yeah, I, All don't, right. I don't A lot I don't to digest understand. there. There's a um, lot to digest there. Look, it, it was, to me, It may, uh, even hearing it again, like it all makes sense. Like uh, Hunter helping out his brother-in-law, like, ah, because screw you to Kurt Angle. But then, not really. I was just saying screw you to Kurt Angle. Screw you too, Shane. Boom. Pedigree. Okay, now, big man, let's have a conversation about this. I try to hit you with my finish. You could reverse it. You know, like, it all makes perfect sense to me. I think it was all exciting, and it was good. I just know how great that Brock and AJ match was. I wish we'd have closed the, closed the show with it. It um it's very interesting. We'll talk about it. Um, uh, Strowman's clearly getting a huge push as the monster yeah. uh, here. Uh, it's crazy that he's left and came back now. And also, by the way, I looking at him back in this 2017 match, man, I mean, he looked guy. great. He looked like a monster, but now yeah, he but is now, looks yes. incredible. His body, he has really taken wow. over. Uh, nutrition and training and all that and, and man does he look incredible he's thin down he's cut yeah uh, he's got abs great. How, how many people at 610 or 69 <laughs> whatever you know 300 pounds have abs and uh, he wrestles in designer jeans and boots i mean come yeah. on now hey look he's ready to come go on but he'd go right out to the bar right after all right uh let's let's get some more wrap up and see what you say about their okay. quality observations here as we get close to the end the finish, this is from The Observer, the finish of the show didn't get over at all, and the match, which looked to be the competition for War Games the night before, didn't deliver anywhere close to that. The first part of the match was good, but a lot of the eliminations were flat. Most of the people in that match, particularly Nakamura, Rude, and Balor, were hurt to varying degrees by how easy they were put down. With the benefit of hindsight, John Cena's return should not have been as a bit player in something that did nothing for him. He'd have been far better off staying in the referee's role, and if that well, they were going to just beat someone, putting Rusev in that spot. Cena got the spot originally slated for AJ Styles, and it did make sense to not put Jinder Mahal in that spot and beat him needlessly, given he's headlining the next SmackDown pay-per-view. Cena is still the biggest money player in the company, and his returns should always be big deals and lead to something. But let's talk about that. You talked about how big it was Cena coming back, but now talk about what you thought about in this spot. 
you, he can't come back forever. You know what I mean? He's only <laughs> going to come back for a certain amount of dates because he's got other, you know, uh, career opportunities. Yeah. So that would be great. You could bring Cena back. You put him over. You put him up for the title. He wins the title. He's a, yeah. It's not possible because he's not going to be there. I got three dates. I can show up on the go home. I can show up on the pay per view, and you got one more. So sprinkle it in where you can. You know what I mean? Like that's the deals that are made, and it's not. We got Cena. Let's let's do whatever we want. So 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 uh, who 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 beat Cena in that? Was it um, Kurt? See, they were in the, yeah, it was Kurt, right? Kurt Angle? Yes. Yeah, so Kurt, they were putting some equity in Kurt to try to make Kurt and Hunter a thing going forward to, to build toward that big mania match. And so it all made sense. Uh, you just don't, if you don't have all the information, of course things don't make sense to you. You know what I mean? Um, let's wrap up the ending. He, the observer says the ending was another story. Shane being the sole survivor, even given the story they were trying to sell, didn't work with the crowd. The match also went way too long, and the story it told was a turnoff. Essentially, that the real stars are portrayed on this show were Strowman and the part-timers, and the top current stars are only secondary stars. This is The Observer says, It's funny to look back to 1995 and 96 and how Vince McMahon made fun of WCW for headlining with Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, who were 42 and 43, and then look at this match. Triple A saving Shane and screwing Angle, but then turning on Shane made no sense at all. And nobody even tried to explain it on television. Why, why would you have to explain that? <laughs> like he, he he wanted to screw, like I don't understand this. I don't, I don't. He wanted to screw Kurt Angle, so he did. He did. And he wanted his team to win, so he screwed his brother-in-law. Like I, I don't know why that's... Like that's, it's just he did a, what he should have done. A moment in yeah. time. You know what I mean? It was a moment in time. He saw an opportunity to shove it up Kurt Angle's rear end and win for his team all in the same. I don't know. I don't know. I think they, I think they look at things differently than I do. Um, and I guess that's okay. <laughs> I look I'm at the, to accept it. I look at the little things uh, a little bit different just Selling in the, maybe, I don't know the correct word, the acting part of it, but yeah. like I mentioned, Brock's facial expression of, hey, I got out of there with a win. Yeah. I also thought it was fun to me, just personally, um, after the match was over, and Hunter is like laughing and smiling and going, man, we did it. We're awesome. You're the man. <laughs> uh, I, I think just because his character is so serious uh, yeah. that you see him smiling and laughing like, we did it, man. Yeah. Woo! Like, that is just a different look for him. <laughs> different kind of guy. Yeah, different, and it yeah, was fun. I thought it was yeah. fun. I thought, man, he's excited. He did a, He yeah. laughed about, no, nah, I wasn't going to team up with Shane. Like, I'm putting you over, man. <laughs> yeah, You're the man. Yeah. This is um, you. This is about you. Uh, uh, yeah, look, it's it's all subjective, right? I mean, uh, it's, it's whatever you think. And if you don't, it sounds like they don't like much the WWE does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, that's honestly, that's, that's just what it sounds like to me. And, and okay. I don't know what to say about that. Like, uh, I, I love, I love when they get it right. I just, I just feel like they don't a whole lot. What, uh, tell us the thinking, uh, then at this moment in time, like you said, uh, putting Shane over like this. I mean, what's the, what's yeah, it the was, part look, about it that? Was, so, so, so look, Truth be told, SmackDown, as you know, had a smaller roster, and rightfully so. It's a smaller show as far as the content creation. Um, but so we were going to tell a story between uh, 
you know, Kevin and and Sammy and and Shane and Daniel Bryan's going to be in there from a, from a position of authority. So we we were going to utilize Shane in a big way uh, fr- from this point on, especially through Mania, and and we knew that. So for the next five months, Shane was going to be a player, and that's and this this kind of helped reestablish him on the, on the show as a as a player. Um, so right, wrong, or indifferent, like I, I see what they're saying, that they go, oh, Finn Balor got beat. No, uh, okay. But right, wrong, or indifferent, there wasn't huge plans for Finn Balor at this time. And maybe that's wrong. I, I, I tell you, look at him now and say it didn't matter, but but he could have been handled differently. And maybe maybe he was that big, huge star that everybody thought he was, but... We didn't know that yet. And when I say we, I, I mean Vince. Like, I, I don't, we don't, I didn't know him either because I'm not a huge fan of other wrestling. I'm domestic. I watch wrestling from America. I haven't watched a bunch of wrestling from elsewhere. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I called him Fergal McDivitt the first time. <laughs> that's why that's a plug, plug the, the shirt, the sure, Fergal McDivitt shirt, uh, because that's what I thought his name was. You know, you know what I mean? So yeah. I didn't know this guy's worth, but I knew Hunter. I knew Kurt Angle. I knew, you know what I mean? I knew that we were going with Braun because that's it was the guy at the time. And so I can see where they say, oh, yeah, they were they were just beat those guys. But the other guys that beat them were pretty established, like WWE superstar, like Hall of Famers and stuff. Like, it's, I get it. You don't want to bring old people back and beat young people all the time. But it's if you have plans in the future for those old people, maybe maybe there's a reason they're doing it, you know? Yeah, little things like I mean, like you said, you guys are about to have a storyline with Hunter and Kurt. Uh, if somebody's going to beat Kurt and him still be relevant, it's got to be somebody big. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like you said, you've got to plant seeds. We don't know what you're writing at the time. We don't know what plans are at well, the time. And, and as, a, as a viewer, you don't, you don't know as a viewer when you have a plan, and then something happens that changes that plan. And it's not a creative decision; it's something in life that happens, yeah. and all of a sudden you go. Holy crap! That's not going to work. So and so can't come for next six weeks. You know what I mean? So it's it's difficult. It's difficult to keep consistency, uh, but it's necessary. All right, let's wrap this up with some fan questions, dog. Okay. Before we get to some fan questions, let's check in with our buddy Conrad. Oh, Thompson. see if we can't save with Conrad. All right, here we go. Home stretch here. All right. Hey, before, right, so- before we get into this, let me just go back and I know I lost my cool a couple times today and I get I get fed up with the with the observer, but I do forget, and this is I'm being honest. When you said just a minute ago, Cassio, you said like, well, to to us it was like this, and I realized that I, there's a different perspective uh, out there than just mine. And so I, I think that's I, the beauty of it, though. I no, think you're good. I, I, I do. I just need to remember that, that that's his opinion, and sometimes his opinion's right and sometimes his opinion's wrong, and sometimes the same for me, you know. And so I should remember that and not be so – I don't want to be negative, and I felt like I was negative, and I apologize for that today. I'll try not to do that again. But no, if it's, I want all if that, it's war- baby. If it's warranted, I will bury the <laughs> crap out of somebody. I think if you listen to any podcast uh, that is involved with a wrestler, none of y'all's perspective is the same it's as the us. Same. You but know that's what? That, the beauty, that, that, and while we're asking you these questions, I, I agree with that. And something else that Steve Kaufman, uh, again, vice, uh, he's the vice president of executive, executive vice, vice president. presidents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he he said, 
about Bret Hart, you and Brett just have different philosophies about the business. He yeah. said that to me like after we went off the air one time and I, it hit me so hard. It was like, wow, we just totally look at the business different. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one thing to him and it's a totally another thing to me. And so I just got to keep that in mind. That seems that, but that goes with fans as well. I, I, yeah. I'm going to like some guy and you don't like the guy or you don't like the girl for reasons. I love yeah. the girl. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the, that's the beauty that is, of that wrestling. Was, it, was make, it does make the world go round. That's yeah, for sure. That, I just need to remember that. Uh, all right. Fan questions. Zoe Lopez, uh, he tweets us at you didn't know pod at Brian R.D. James at the Casio Kid. Survivor Series show shows why the brand split can be fun. Why do you think that the brand split has struggled to stick in the last 10 years or so? First of all, do you agree? Do you, do you agree that it's struggled to stick? So I, I, I don't, I think they've, look, I think when, when times have called for it, they have, we have crossed brands uh, a time or two, 12. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's, it, look, there's still a brand split. You know what I mean? There's, there's the Usos and Roman who can go to both shows because they have all the titles. Um, is that still the case? That's still the case, right? Yeah. So, so, but, but the brand split is pretty, pretty significant now and poignant like i feel like they they don't do a whole lot of crazy stuff and i know going forward they're going to try to continue to to keep that brand split uh decisive and and i do think to this kid's point too the question um it does make it special when they when they butt heads and uh so yeah i hope they continue to keep them separate uh you gotta keep them separated but uh but i love when they i love when they crack heads Cato, the elder five five six. Oh, interesting, Cato. He was friends with Bilbo Baggins or something. Um, yes, he was. He says two questions. One, are you going to make Yambag Jones a regular on these? I do well, feel like we should. He should be. I have a side like a how segment. About, how about this? Know? Yambag didn't send a question this week. Hey, how that about, hurts my heart. Uh, yeah, Yambags. Yambag no, Jones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of yet what his show is called, what his segment on the show is called. Yam Bags Yahoos. Yams he Jams? Just, he just... <laughs> Yams Jams. Yes. Yams Jams. There it is. Uh, he will he, have a look, segment on the show going forward. We, yeah, but he look, I'm hurt personally. He didn't send a he question. He didn't send, out. I mean, Yam Bag. Let's be honest. Now that's on him. Like we're, we're you're as close to being famous as you ever have been. The first week somebody wants to put him a regular, he doesn't. Unless you're with us. clearly Barack Obama working. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay, here we go. Cato says number two. What's the most challenging thing about putting together a successful pay per view or premium oh, live event, as they're now wow. called? Yeah, they are now called that. Um, man, it's just look. It's just executing. You know, you you come up with this show in your mind and on paper, and then you have to sell it to a bunch of people, and and everybody kind of has to be on the same page and moving in the same direction, so so that we so that we accomplish our mission there. Um, and it's just a lot of human beings and a lot of translation lost, and me talking to one guy and telling him how it should be. So so just putting it all together, putting it on on paper. Uh, executing it in a way that fits your vision uh, from a creative standpoint. Yeah, very difficult. These uh, were extremely difficult, like we talked about, trying to write and create. Because after this pay-per-view, guess what? On Tuesday or Friday now, we're doing the show again. And it, Brock's not there, and, and so yeah. Shane's not there. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like, they're, all these people aren't at my SmackDown show, and so we have to continue and carry on uh, with that. So, 
I don't know. It's exciting, man. It's exciting and it's live, like being in a live, in a live, like firing exercise, uh, live fire exercise in the military. Like you, you don't want to get shot, but you, you, you know, there's a possibility of that. <laughs> and so it's just cool. It's just, you know what I mean? It's just exhilarating. I, I would assume going in, you look at the, the paper and you go, we got a perfect event. Yeah. But yeah. That doesn't mean it's about to turn out like Hey, and that doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> because if you don't, look if they if they don't execute how yeah. you saw this and nine times out of ten if you don't like communicate, over communicate your vision with them, they'll they see it different. Just like me and you talking right now, you see it one way, I see it the other. It's the yeah. same way. I say, Hey, this, this, this. They go out there and do it. I was like, Holy crap, that's not what I said at all. But it's technically what I said. It's just how he perceived it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's very important to communicate, communicate, and execute, execute. Rehearsals are a thing we didn't used to do. We do now, and it saves the day as far as a television show is concerned. Uh, preparation, preparation. If you're not preparing, you're preparing to fail. Let's go from one of our uh, top guys over at adfreeshows.com. Eros, he says. Eros. He's going he's gonna to get you a little fantasy booking here. Are you ready? Okay, cool. I love it. He said, first of all, New Day is one of my top five tag factions ever. Yeah. Other than He's, the New Age Outlaws, of course. Well, he says, if the New Age Outlaws faced off with the New Day, what pairing do you feel would be the best matchup? Hmm, that's interesting. Big E's got to be in there, but but um, just because I need another big man with Billy. Okay. Um, and either, you know, Kofi and, and Xavier are both so talented, I wouldn't care which one was in there, to be quite honest. And they have an interesting way of how they do that, too, how they remember who was in where and who. Rock, paper, I, scissors. I, I, yeah, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> uh, but they kind of have it preconditioned in their head, like, oh, it'll be us tonight. And we used to let them go, like, okay, cool. Unless we had a specific thing we wanted to hurt him or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, storyline. Yeah, other than that, we let them – choose whoever so yeah I, I i would i don't care i would not care because i would look i would be in there i would sell my butt off for uh for biggie obviously i would sell my butt off for all of them but like i'd love to work to get to work i don't think i've ever worked with xavier and i've known xavier a long time wow. from tna and everything uh I, i'd love to get in there and tussle with him but but honestly either one of those two guys i would love to be in the ring with i need to find uh the picture and send to you guys i uh yeah, they, Fergal, Fergal they did a uh, they did a uh, they did a house show here in Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, I caught Xavier's bouquet tank top. Oh, tank top, and wore it. Oh, and you wore it. And I will tell you this: it doesn't fit me it like fit it fit well. him. No, right. I, right? He looks like a very big dude. But yeah. I'm bigger in different places. Yeah, uh, in the wrong places. Mine's I got down that. here in I the biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> His is yeah. up top. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I had a lot of a lot of side biscuits hanging out. Yeah, uh, yeah, but look, who doesn't love biscuits? Yeah, nothing like it's a just... good crescent roll up here <laughs> uh, hanging out your tank top. Uh, uh, Jeremy Priest uh, hits us up at adfreeshows.com. Man, I thought the pairing of Cesaro and Sheamus was gold. What was your take on this pairing, dog? Agreed, agreed. I thought it was gold, too. Look, I loved the League of Nations. I don't know if anybody remembers, remembers back then when they had Alberto Del Rio and Rusev and Cesaro and Sheamus. Like, I, I loved it. Um, but, but like, I look, I thought they were gold, too. They were great wrestlers. They worked hard. They, they were good friends. Um, yeah, I loved the duo. 
Well, great topic, great show. Want to appreciate it. The first time uh, me and you've ever said this in our lives, but we both went long tonight. Uh, yeah, we yeah, appreciate yeah, yeah. We did go long. Over nobody two hours. Has, nobody has ever said that to me. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, overall, fun. overall, your thoughts looking back at it five years from now. Oh, on so so look, I loved it. And I did. Okay. I loved it. I told you my regret was not rolling with Brock and AJ on last. But in all honesty, I don't think any of us ex knew what to expect out of that match until we saw it. And we were like, oh, should have closed the show. Um, but <laughs> but honestly, I thought it was a good show. I thought it was well booked. Other than those dang T-shirts. If it hadn't <laughs> have been for those meddling T-shirts, the show would have been a success. Speaking of shirts, Fergal McDivitt shirts. Fergal McDivitt shirts coming out. If you don't now have available. one, I don't know what you're thinking. They're but I know what you're and drinking. Uh, and, and here's the deal. Before we get out of here, all the things we got going on over at adfreeshows.com. You get all these shows early and ad-free for as low as $9. That's just $0.16 cents an episode every yeah, month. That's, How about I mean, that? If you, if you don't have $0.16, cents, call me. I'll send it to you. <laughs> There's also a ton of bonus content waiting for you, like the all-new edition of Title Chase with everything you've ever wanted to know about the WCW World Championship held by the likes of Ron Simmons, Vader, and the Nature Boy. The nature Eric boy. Bischoff recently sat down with Raven. I got a chance to oh, yeah, let them cool. clear the air after two-plus decades. You could have even watched Halloween Havoc 1992 with Jake Roberts live and asking yes. questions if you were over at adfreeshows.com. Like we mentioned Great episode in the My World with Jeff Jarrett archives where we talked about one and only Road Dog. Me. me. So if you're a fan and then of this also one. DDP had uh, Enzo Amore. Yeah, go check yeah, that so out. A lot, 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 lot of great podcasts, a lot of great guests, uh, a lot of great topics. So if you're not with Ads Free, I got two words for you. Ads Free. <laughs> ads Free. Uh, tons of great stuff. Check it out, adfreeshows.com. Before you leave here, like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating on all platforms. Our it Twitter handle be It will be the only five stars I'm ever anywhere it close is. to. So that is a fact. For me. Uh, Twitter handle's at James. I'm at the Casio Kid. Show handle, of course, at you didn't, you know, didn't know Pod. YouTube, if you're watching our beautiful faces, like, subscribe, tell us how handsome we are in the comments, mm -hmm. and then turn on notifications at youtube.com slash dog. -D and then slide up into G my, my MDs. Uh, if you didn't Is listen to the ad free show, slide into my DMs. Slide into the DMs. Yeah, dog. either one, or your medical doctor, either one. Um, uh, look, appreciate you. Uh, if you didn't listen to the ad free shows, appreciate all the sponsors that make this happen every Amen. single week. Appreciate our team that helped us out with this, Derek. Uh, Steve yeah, Kaufman, shout out to Derek. I don't feel like we give Derek enough credit. Derek does all of our research here, and so thank you. Shout out to to D. Um, but and you'd be like doing you poop said. jokes for two yeah. hours yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of actually talking about <laughs> wrestling, which still would be fun. Be I'm fun. down with the whole poop for me jokes personally. Episode. It would be fun. I don't know if the listener would enjoy, but I could definitely talk about fecal material for another hour. So check out everything at RoadDogLinks.com as well. Uh, B R D B J. Yes, thank you so thank much. You, man. Shout out to Twelve Initials. Always uh, good. But, but seriously, if it wasn't for you, I would be home with my family. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, seriously, if y'all don't, uh, if y'all don't, if y'all ain't down with oh, you didn't know podcast. I got two words for you. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs>